to the Polarized Podcast. Get on in here. I'm going to show you the world of polarizing movies. You got all sorts, all sorts of different types of movies in the polarized section. You don't see it at the at the video store necessarily. You don't go around and be and see all the different genres and see, hey, polarizing. That would be kind of cool. Maybe in maybe in like a cool like hip video store, they would have like a polarizing section. That that would be kind of that'd be kind of nice. Or maybe like a list on BuzzFeed or something. Most polarizing movies. Um, we are not that. We are a podcast about those movies, the ones that are polarizing according to Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the two the two people divided are the audience the audience plural or singular critics plural singular as well they are they are divided on these movies the one we're talking about today is haywire my host is the great brandini how are you sir how are you today hey i'm i'm doing well things considered i'm a little under the weather but i mean Overall, I'm, I'm, I'm not too, uh, yeah, I'm not, it's not too bad. <laughs> I, well, I, now I feel better after that intro. Oh my God. I felt so presented I'm for bringing it. us in, man. I'm <laughs> you bringing are, us in for this one. This, we are starting off with a bang. I'm it was being like. clear and concise with our, <laughs> with our conceit, our purpose, a little distracted with the video store thing, I admit. Uh, the but, specificity too of, of, yeah, of men and women, right? I think is you said in there. Like, what did I say? I don't even remember. Like, I, I think I blacked out. <laughs> I think I blacked uh, out. Wow. What about men and women? Did I say something about men and women? Uh, no, I, there was just, you were talking about uh, aud- audiences maybe, or yeah, like you oh, were I don't know what I was the talking. singular was... and, and the plural of it. That was stupid. Yeah, that was stupid. Cause it's, <laughs> it's plural for critics every time. It was a dumb, oh, it was a dumb it. point. Uh, but, some, but I was saying audience, audiences, and sometimes I, I trip myself up, like, is it audience or audiences? Audience, oh, aud- like, I see what you're doing. Because I okay. think when you, when you think about movies, it's like maybe audiences, because it's like a, a block of people that walk into the movie theater and, and, and see it that, that day, and you think of that in like the showing sense, right? Like audiences, like per showing a group of people rather than the the overall audience of, pe- of people that everyone that's ever seen that movie you think of like <laughs> audiences right i mean it just goes to show you you are con- you are considering all angles of this and that's yeah kind of apt to what this podcast is about is you know being pretty specific and understanding <laughs> different angles there's a lot of angles in this movie <laughs> that's for damn sure sure <laughs> Yeah, there are some, there are some this I mean, movie's got angles gonna, on angles. If you're going to walk into a, a Soderbergh movie as you were, uh, the, that you're going to expect to, I mean, my favorite one is the bookshelf where you get uh, an angle through a bookshelf <laughs> of her uh, coming back home. She hasn't been home in a while. And then she's placing one thing on the top bookshelf and then the camera goes down one thing on the middle bookshelf and the camera's looking through the bookshelf through the other side to her, to Ewan McGregor on the other side. And it's, and then it goes to the bottom book, bookshelf and then she puts something in there. And then Ewan McGregor sits down on the, when it gets to the bottom one, cause the shot goes so low. 
Um, I don't know if that made any sense. Uh, visually, yeah, yeah. But yeah. that was the f- that was the one that was like, this is wow. fun, and I love watching it. But yeah. also like, yeah, it's oh, man. We're already we're already, getting, we're already getting into it. Yeah. It, well, hey, so speaking of the, this Angular movie we're talking about is uh, Haywire. Haywire. Let's get let's get yeah right it's off the Soder- top. Let everybody picture. A Soderbergh movie, which uh, he's a wonderful director. I'll wonderful. say wonderful. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, I enjoy a majority of his movies that he's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, Haywire is, um, this came out in 2011. So this, like, where where does this put it in the Soderbergh world and realm? Because he, he has done a, a varied, um, he is a varied filmography yeah he has like phases almost mm-hmm. yeah of, of his career of, of what he's done but he's also he stayed very true to himself for someone that's been so uh working with with um so many different people uh but as as far as in even his movies and 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 types and and how he films them and everything um is seems like he's trying to almost reinvent himself like each like around, around certain times in his career as well so he, he kind of almost does have these these phases where he's trying he does try to challenge himself and almost like place uh limits on himself which i i do have i, I very admire, jack white I, I admire that hey yeah i mean that's i mean that's the the ethos of, of that is of him as well um, yeah but you said 20 2011 so haywire uh he came out with two uh, or uh, another movie the same year uh contagion which has uh, become more relevant, I guess you could say, yeah. <laughs> than, <laughs> than ever. In recent, in recent years. I, I know a lot yeah. of people have like watched that one a lot more recently. Not so much Haywire the past couple of years. That came out in 2011. That's crazy to Isn't think that about. Ama- yeah, like he did this. Ten years later. Contagion. Yeah. I don't remember exactly what Contagion's about, because that also, too, is like a, uh, like a, a thriller where... S- s- <sighs> It's an ensemble thing where there's mul- there's multiple people. There's you know kind of the person. I think uh, I'm not. I won't get into all of it. But there's Matt Damon and Gwyneth Paltrow, and there uh, there's that's a portion. Then there's Lawrence Fishburne and Kate Winslet. Uh, they're a story as well, and it's like this kind of ensemble thing from what I remember. But as with Haywire and that movie, um, yeah, there, there's some things that are. I mean, it sounds bad, but kind of forgettable. But it's not. It's. I mean it in the sense because when I watch these movies, I am so in the moment. Um, but my <clears throat> big, one of my bigger revelations watching this movie, like actually like actively th- watching and thinking about it, um, you know, I don't do that every single time. And I can't even say that for certain. The first time I watched this movie, which is when it came out, I think I might have like red boxed it or, or something like that. Um, but my big thing, big takeaway from this movie was. It is so unassuming, Steven Soberg, he is. And in particular, I guess that's my takeaway about him. His, mm. his movies just seem so unass- unassuming to me. And there's moments that there's really good film work at play. There's great acting and dialogue. But he's trying to like muddy it up in this cool artistic way that just comes off as, as un- unassuming. And um, it's able to... Show off come combine occasionally sure um but it's able able to occasionally combine like classic film techniques with modern art like 
indie uh, filmmaker uh, sort of sensibilities of him trying to like, yeah, like really trying to be creative with, with film work and, and editing. Um, but whether it's like the sub subtitles and the, like the titling of, and that's in a lot of his movies too, um, where it's just kind of like this lowercase font uh that's that's over the scenes and everything to from that to like these these moments where tr- a lot of exposition and narrative is being played out by characters who are kind of throwing away lines and saying them very matter-of-factly um and there's a lot of almost distraction on top of it there's constant there's a constant kind of like chugga chugga of uh, of music uh, especially like at this time around like Oceans Eleven and Twelve and 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 beyond mm. and stuff like that with uh, um, I don't know is there's what what kind of music there was one song that really sounded like Can honestly with the percussion in, in one, mm. part of one yeah part yeah of for that, sure or like Bossa Nova or sometime in like Oceans Eleven or, or something like that but or like this adult contemporary stuff and, and it but it's just like that's chugging along and then interstitch between scenes he will do the thing where the next person is already talk. The next person from the next scene is already talking before they've edited from the scene that's currently going on. Mm-hmm. So like the scene isn't over yet, but you already hear like Michael Douglas, like saying something, uh, you know, like that he's saying, and then it, then it cuts to the scene. Then you see who's talking and it's just, it's just moving. It's moving. It's moving. And I can see why that can be like for like a forgettable sort of experience, you know? Um, and mm because you're just so in the moment uh throughout throughout the movie and uh i yeah i, I saw this one i think yeah I, I saw it when it when it came out um and i maybe that's that's part of it but to this most recent viewing i kind of sunk my teeth in some more and uh yeah it was i think i think it was a more different viewing experience this time around um and i think there's parts of his movies that you can kind of casually watch and you'll be fine with because it's got cool music and beautiful people a lot of times and right they're dressed well and it like kind of makes you f- seem smart as a as an audience member um when you're watching <laughs> it it's, right don't you feel like kind of cool and smart like when you're watching oh my god it? yeah especially like ocean yeah i don't know I, I love oceans 11 but i'm getting way off on my tangent my main point was that uh no, this yeah, is an interesting that. thesis, I would say, about, yeah, his style of filmmaking, for sure. No, I, I think that's good that you went on that tangent, because um, it's you're talking about what has been his stylings, but then you were you were talking about what works and what doesn't work. And I th- in, in the midst of that tangent, you mentioned, um, like, not really caring for or do you care about like be when somebody is talking out like before we get to them being in there and that kind of pacing because it very much is like there's a lot going on but does it all matter or like that kind of stuff i don't know i mostly not... like i mostly like it um you know it could be like a veneer uh for some other movies to make it seem like maybe there's to plus up a little bit of, of the action or of what's, what's actually happening. Um, but for the most, for the most part, I, I, I like that and I'm enjoying the overall pacing of his movies, uh, for that reason too. And it yeah. Is, yeah, like that, the editing and, and interstitial sort of stuff. Um, and 
in this movie in particular, which I thought he is able to recognize the strengths and, and able to hone in of like the narrative and the story and, and the, and the actors and who he has working for him and everything um, in a way that he seems to like listen. I don't know. He seems like he'd be like a good listener of, of what's, what's going on. Cause in this movie it's, yeah, it's just a very visual physical movie um, yeah. where it's not so much dependent upon maybe even the dialogue, which you have a lot of, you know, you, you have actors that are uh, carrying the movie along in, in a great, you know, amazing cast, amazing cast for this movie. Yeah, really. Um, but it really shines for me amidst all the, the amazing cast and all that. Uh, yeah. And that physicality and, and the stunt work I'm going on a, on a different uh, part of it as well, but just the, the stunt work and the action and the choreography choreography and mm. um, how he shoots action is really, really great. Really, yeah, it's exciting. It's thrilling. Mm-hmm. It's it also <clears throat> it, the pacing of the fight goes along with the pacing of like the lead up and then the almost the let off of it. There's a really good like uh, interstitial almost of these really high impact uh, jolts of what's happening, and then it, yeah, I don't know. It, it understands their the balance really well it doesn't seem uneven it seems pretty like driving um the whole entire time yeah yeah it's it's pretty exciting yeah i i I like his action yeah the way he shoots action as well um absolutely yeah that's a really really interesting i mean so gina carano is a is a professional wrestler i believe no mma or no i i think i think i think she was a real I'm not. I'm not sure. Maybe a real real fight. I don't want to say that to professional wrestling. Um, if we don't know, we probably shouldn't even say anything. But she yeah, knows, I'm sorry. We're knows, not. I mean, yeah. she she knows how to fight, or she knows how to. She knows how to fight. Yes, fighting. Like that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, like it was. Yeah, I mean that's and that's such a key part of the movie, and I loved the the physicality and the action and the and and the a lot of just gritty one-on-one um, fight scenes. And mm-hmm. this was, I guess, in the time when Bourne is very Close popular, popular as, as well. Um, mm-hmm. But the main difference is like, yeah, it's this holds up, man. It's like, because you look at, I don't know, I, I used to love the Bond, Bourne movies. I still do. And the, yeah. Bond, and the Bond movies, of course. But, <laughs> of course. Um, you know, the, you see some of that editing and, and how they shoot those movies. It's like, yeah, it kind of gives you a headache and you're like the... You get nauseous from from how how much it cuts by the by the third one, you know. Uh, but this has all the same sort of close quarters fighting and everything. But you are so aware of the geography of the room and the and the pacing of the fight and the choreography and where everyone's placed and uh, it's able to look uh, out of control while also. Mm. having people that seem like they're like masterful fighters and everything even people yeah like fastbender i mean fastbender is with his physicality and everything already oh yeah man good, but but he was right. like oh like he looks like a fighter like i don't know he's i think mm-hmm. he maybe a boxer movie as as well that i haven't seen but uh he was doing there's like just really like some some stuff that uh looks like yeah like out of control a bit it's 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 great and and just bumping against everything and all the 
all all the environment itself being used in creative ways uh was was wonderful i thought that was like the the shining part of of this movie were was the was the action in 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 certain respects and and i think to my earlier point is that soderbergh knew what he was doing when he was getting into this i don't know he i'm not sure if he wrote wrote it or, or anything but he did not he knew what he he knew what he wanted and um to put to put them in situations i don't know if you got like a the whoever the stunt coordinator was or whatever it just seems like he let all of that shine in a in a, in a absolutely way was, um fun and entertaining and uh gritty and uh you weren't sure what was going to happen and then, um man but if do you, that's my i've been tangenting tangent on tangent yeah let's on get into rabbit, the plot. rabbit trail on rabbit trail uh so we you want to open like open in upstate new york you get the you get the small subtitle off the top of my head the small subtitle like caption upstate new york and close up on her face and it's cold and uh she's uh seems kind of unwell and and she's in the snow and she's her face is beaten up a little bit she's kind of limping it seems like Mm -hmm. uh holding her arm Mm -hmm. um yeah just seems like she's been in a fight um that's really all we've been given. There's no way to know anything else. And yeah, she goes into the diner. Yeah. And then, uh, she sees, uh, well, she, yeah, she sits down for a second and then, uh, the chanting, chanting, tanning Chatham. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tanning Chatham. Yeah. Tan- tanning Chatham. Um, walks in. He's, he's so hot at this moment. In 2011. He's, <laughs> this he's is, so, he's, so he's going right to do. Now. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he, many would say he's hot in, in multiple respects, but I'm just saying he's like, mm-hmm. he is hot shit at, at, in 2011. Um, the, the Steven Soderbergh's uh, next movie is magic. Yeah. Mike. Mm-hmm. There you go. And, uh, yeah. he's, uh, I don't know, like 21 jump street and stuff like that. I'm sure is, is around this time. And that's later. Uh, right. Is it? Okay. He's yeah. he's he's uh he really gets popular off of Magic Mike. That's a, a really on the come out one of his breakthrough movies. That makes sense. Right? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. If I were sense. to think about it, a lot of people went and saw and the, yeah, and there's a lot of buzz about the um um new Magic Mike. Uh, Soderbergh and Tatum uh a third one you sh- say. Sh- shared that they are going to be getting the gang back together to do um goodness. An- another <laughs> magic McConaughey Mike. is going to be governor. He's going to be too busy. I know, right? <laughs> but yeah. Um, no, Channing Tatum. Uh, Channing no, uh, Tatum. Great. Uh, Channing Tatum. Or Tatum Channum. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's... It, no, he's... Um, this is a great r- role for him. And Agreed. he does... And he does it really well. He's... And, and and seeing this and knowing his career arc now, like, you see... You see him being able to be funny. And which I really enjoy oh, sure. because there, there there's a lot of what he does in this movie that really sells funny. Like, he understands comedy. Yeah. Um, yeah and... Uh, and is able to sell something because the comedy in this is not outright comedic, but the, just the way that he looks, the way that he presents, um, I don't know what he knows and doesn't know. And all of those little intricacies into his character in this movie. Yeah. Are just, they're, they're nuanced enough and funny. Yeah. 
I, I think but, uh, he's uh, excellent. I mean, the casting in this is is great. I mean, if you have your option, obviously to to pick Antonio Banderas, Michael Douglas, and you <laughs> and McGregor and Paxton, and you know, it's, it's I love Paxton so much. You're gonna be you're gonna be set. But I was I in particular he, very happy with this. their with their pairing, um, Gina Carano and and Channing Tatum. I thought their pairing together was was great. And the and to start the movie with with a scene between the two of them, um, yeah, smart. and and having them fight, just seemed like very, they were like a really good match for each other, uh, uh, and I don't know. They had a whole, whole no, they had a whole arc too. It was yeah, really and then, you, the, and then they had it, the sexual their relationship. Well, yeah. Was, yeah, was given a lot of time a day in this movie, which is kind of surprising because I think. Like me, I don't know. For some reason, I would think that character wouldn't be as important as he ends up being to the to our main character. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then all the way to the point of the what happens to him at the end of the movie. Like, there's even that moment that like informs how she acts from there on out. And like the yeah, Channing Tatum's character to Gina Carano makes a huge impact on the way she ends up acting as the movie goes on. It's quite yeah, really interesting. Yeah, and he was he kind of uh, left vacated the movie with some dignity. And to have his arc end that way, yeah. Also, also made Ewan McGregor like that much worse. Uh, right. Was, was having right. him come around, you know. Even I like, like Charlize Theron in Fast and Furious or something. You know? Like she, she's <laughs> even the bad. She's she's the bad person. Cipher. She's the villain in the next movie too. It's like, you know, she's gonna she's gonna kill uh, Vin Diesel's baby mama, and it's like, oh, this is there's no coming back there's no coming back there's there's stakes and anyways i'm i'm getting way off way off track here uh but the this movie the from the music at, like at the beginning to just to, just setting the stage it like it makes you think like it's going to be like a like a mist there's like a mystery afoot or something it kind of has like that um i don't know like that thriller no, yeah noir, there's noir kind yeah. of mystery sort of a doom, like i don't know something's like, not jazzy, right jazzy yeah noir sort of why are these people stuff. here yeah um, and what are trying i don't to understand them uncover up. some sort of mystery yeah yeah and that and mystery pers- well. yeah oh the timeline's all a little all over the place but um i think that's my understanding of the critiques of this um by audiences mainly is that the movie doesn't reveal itself, like what the purpose of the it's, movie uh, is. 80, 80% critics, 41% audience. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the movie doesn't reveal what it's really about until much later, which is something Soderbergh's done I've, almost every time, or maybe just really often. But yeah, um, that like feeling heist though. movies and the mystery and stuff yeah where there's like that big turn at the end uh i mean obviously oceans but uh logan lucky i, I was thinking as well where there was kind of a big revelation i mean any movie should have a climax and, and some big thing but I, I if that's what you mean i i feel like i not not as much i okay. yeah i know what you're saying but like um i'm just more simply like what is the movie really about because it doesn't reveal what the movie itself is about until much later. And I would say way too late. And I, and I do sympathize with those uh, critiques because though the movie is interesting and fun visually, and people are saying interesting things to each other and it's moving quickly. I just was so like lost as to what, like what is, 
the real like what is the real plot of this movie and um yeah and i i just bring that up now because we have this interaction with channing tatum and gina carano which explodes in a really like shocking way i was really blown away by when it gets physical um and how quickly the the coffee right oh man and was there a voiceover talking about from gina carano talking about the guy that's in the diner because there was there's some connection that that is that exists i guess between her and the guy whose car she takes right because of her walking in yeah no he's just uh he was just happened to sit there I guess it was he's, the camera saying there, that. And then he, was, yeah. okay. and then, um, he saw right. that she that he was beating the shit out of her, and I think he, I'm trying to. He tried to help. He like grabbed Channing Tatum, I think, at one point, and then um, he got dispatched. And then he then Gina Carano was trying to get out. Um, oh man, what's Mallory Kane? Right, Mallory Kane, MMA MMA star. She's MMA star. Um, I see here. Uh, Mallory, that's her name, right? Mallory Kane. She's just like, oh, mm-hmm. I need your, I need your keys, and that's why he's like, he's always like, you carjacked me, and I just planned on sleeping in today. Um, and she like jacked his car, but why he needed to go with her, I, I don't know. I, I think he was feeling intimidated, and also she was, con- I don't know. It seemed like maybe she was considering taking a hostage, but maybe it wasn't that far. But she was just kind of like, oh, she needed him to uh, patch her up and while she was driving, I think was, was a part of it too. Uh, but yeah, she has this big fight with Channing Tatum. Um, he throws coffee in her face and they, and they tussle and he gets a shot off in her arm and she jacks, uh, this dude's car and they start driving off. He fixes her arm and on the way. Uh, and then this portion is, uh, revisited throughout the next, uh, three quarters of the movie uh, is this drive between her and this guy who essentially serves as the audi- audience sur- surrogate uh, for the movie. Um, so she's able to explain big exposition jump, exposition dumps and reminders uh, to the audience of who everyone is, what they're doing and where they're at before we move into the next portion of, of the story. Um, even that is, you know, it's like I'm saying, it's just like it's it's really cool when it is unassuming and everything, too. But when you I think the criticism that you bring up, I think. And when I watched it the first time and if I were to watch it without subtitles, which I did today um, is, yeah, you get you get lost because there's so much going on. There's music and there's voices being spoken that you're not that's not even matching the person in front of you. So you're just like auditory visually like visually you just really have to be sharp to be taking everything in and it is making some it's it is trying to make the audience feel smart that's why because it's like yeah you kind of have to like keep you got to sink your teeth in and really take the ride but also it's uh it's it's difficult and there's still things that i have questions of but it's also kind of like when at the end is kind of like oh well don't worry about it essentially is what it is and that's what yeah you when you say like you're not sure what the movie is about and and what and that's what like the mystery i think is of the whole movie is she's trying to uncover everything like why is all this is happening and then when you just have you murder it's like it's money it's always money um mm. you know it's just like that's it does kind of take 
take the air out of it the, sail, the sails a little bit when it's just kind of like, um, yeah, like it's it's just as simple as that. It's no, it's nothing bigger than than anything like that. But to some people, yeah, I think that is that is satisfying. Satisfying. It's like uh, yeah, it's, that it's, is that, no, it's the, the, the the subversion, you know, and, P, and that and that's a classic polarizing move, you know, is to subvert kind of expectations and you expect some bigger thing at play. And, and you know, there, there, there's somewhat is of, of course, but when confronted with, with that is a big part of the, the latter half of the movie and latter quarter of the movie is her wanting to confront him and find out why. And yeah, that's uh, kind of takes the window of the sales, as I say. Interesting. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know that level of realism though. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. That doesn't, that part doesn't bother me. Okay. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm trying to now sitting with that thought more trying to think of what is the alternative and do I really want that? Because I was thinking the specific point I would make to, and also to further get us through the plot is that, so we start going through a, negotiation and hiring process of Gina Carano to go uh, retrieve this uh, prisoner in where's the fur? Oh, they say it a million times. Uh, Barcelona. 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 The Barcelona job. The Barcelona. I know what I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm such a how funny you, idiot. How did you forget the Barcelona job? It's the, it's the day cool, I swear. <laughs> I mean, they say it like a fucking bajillion times Dude, in this, this movie. This movie is a hard one to be on board for. As you're you're recovering from from a little bug and, and I'm sure being congested and everything and trying to take in a fast move in Steven Soderbergh movie might have been, I don't know, that, that sounds like I, a, lot, a lot to take into. <laughs> Yes. Okay. So I'm sorry. You're right. No, that's a valid, uh, that's a valid thing to bring up. And there is a level that's impacting my opinion because I, there were parts that when we were doing the Barcelona job, I'm like, so this is just the movie is we're going to do this. And then, uh, then it kind of just happens. And then we go quickly into, okay, so you just did this Barcelona job. We need to get you back there tonight. And it moves you right into uh, the fast bender yeah. <laughs> part of the part of the movie. Um, yeah, she does t- the the job with Chan- Tanning Chatham and uh, and two other guys, and they're like, and he's like, they hook up during that job. Guys. Yeah, after at the end of the job, um, and this is the time. The guy that the timeline <sighs> here is is the thing because yeah, it's like this is happening before what you just saw, and it's being yes. done in almost this flashback sort of thing as she's talking to um the guy the audience surrogate exactly yeah surrogates um and not having a and then there's like these i think as they're showing that barcelona job if yeah if we can that's like a full display of soderbergh uh of the ethos of who he is because there's like some of it's in black and white some of it like some some of it's like just just edited in this way that just seems like it's someone on the street running by or something and and then it's just in this mainstream movie with all these big name actors and everything yeah and there just seems like it just he makes it look like you know artistic uh kind of 
indie filmmaking and with interstitched yeah like i said with like a modern movie and, and some of this sort of stuff but that's he i think he just loves that sort of thing of like it's very show like, offy like yeah like art films sort of like i'm just going to visually mm -hmm. tell you something like show something cool and uh have the physicality of gina carano just running around doing doing cool shit uh, yeah. running up and down alleyways and shoving some guy under like that metal door that was <laughs> brutal and um that's that's what he wanted to do with do with this movie and then yeah you get into get into fassbender uh she wears this pin oh real quick we just a little talk i because i at the beginning i'm sorry was like moving past barcelona but we can definitely stay on in a lot because um we start getting into a lot of like back and forth there yeah Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of in transit to and setting up of which is very soderbergh given that he's the oceans 11 guy and there's a lot of that heist elements to it and it's Mm -hmm. but it's unlike the oceans 11 movie which seemed very like big budget filmmaking this it feels the artistic freedom to just have things be in different colors this movie even has some black and white in it that's what i was saying yeah like that that barcelona scene that has uh the black and white interstitch edited with uh with right else. yeah um, um it, it's it and i was wondering because oceans 12 does that and i like that one a lot but that's done to show oh I'm my sure god other, you're other right other i'm movies, so sorry yeah other movies oh was, yeah i mean that's just it's just his thing um, yeah, it's just to right. show the past uh, because they're they're showing um, it's all about a Fabergé egg in that movie, and they're in Europe. <laughs> yeah. There, uh, it shows like the whole transfer of the Fabergé egg in, in black and white, and then it like at this key moment it cuts back into color, and the music's like, <laughs> oh yeah, these guys are so cool. And then yeah, but I, I think that that fits those movies and i i don't know he just like has this certain certain energy that he wants to go into with the movie and ha- he has his limitations um but with oceans 11 yeah it's like more glitzy vegas sort of movie and I, uh. I think he's yeah if you're gonna do something like that this is yeah this is gritty muted um you know that the, there was there's those that yellow uh the yellow, yellow a lot stuff. of yellow uh i liked it in this movie yeah because mm-hmm. uh, i was gonna yeah the point that i would make in this is doing well what when we've brought up in the past swordfish and movies like swordfish that that add these colors to the movie and it it makes the movie look like shit this is purposely done in in with taste well that said, it's really yeah, yeah it's it's enjoy the effect it's it's getting the eliciting the desired effect of oh this is a like a different this is varied visuals from scene to scene to keep the movie itself interesting without having to have exposition or just like a lot of actual plotting in order for the movie to be interesting. It can just be interesting in the way that it's presented to you on film. Mm-hmm. And a lot of movies can be really boring visually. Um, I would say that a lot for major movies, which I'm sure that's just because of the scale, right? Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, it's, it's yeah, like inju- that, the per- you said it perfectly is that pr- it's very purposeful. It's not just like, Oh, mm-hmm. that looks cool. Just like blanket effect that whole movie with that one <laughs> yeah. look and have every mm-hmm. movie be or like every scene be like kind of yellow. And this scene doesn't match the, the scene before. And, um, but this one, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's muted. And then when there are supposed to be colors there, they're purposely done. Um, 
and he's taking those times to come up with just like artistic creative shots and some of the stuff that really it feels like was some of it was come up like on the day some of it like i don't know it's like i i, I try to figure picture him storyboarding some of this stuff uh it, and it just seems like he like shows up and looks at the room and is like this would be cool like i don't know it just has that sort of feel uh i think of that shelf shot it's it's just like how many takes does he do does this guy do like five thousand takes I could I could almost see it it being like one or the other. I because he seems like so guerrilla filmmaker that he can one just, take, but it's like yeah, you do the same, or or he'll just same. shoot a, shoot a bunch and then an edit. Mm-hmm. Like, right, I, I, right, I really right. don't know yes. what it is. I it just yeah. seem, he seems like he's efficient and economical about it. I, I I would imagine for him to be doing these movies and uh in rapid succession in terms of like two movies this year and then now. I know he's trying to make movies with like iPhones and, and, and stuff like that, uh, which is just like another thing. He's just like, I'm just going to challenge myself. I, he made like a, a horror movie with an iPhone. I, I forget what it's called, I, I believe. Um, and, and that kind of stuff is just exciting and fun to, to see someone try to enact, an, enact a vision. Uh, and then, I don't know, I was brought in the door with uh, the cast. I when I first heard of this movie, I was like, "Oh, Soderbergh first and I was like, "Oh, he's got the great cast." Um, I was like, I loved the performance by Fassbender and per- Prometheus. So I was like, "Oh, give me, give me more uh, Fassbender." I think that might have been like the same year, possibly, or something like that. But and Inglorious Bastards, of course. Um, and then you, yeah, you watch it. It's just uh, the so the Soderbergh effect it just come comes through and he's kind of like I don't know I really love this period of his career like yeah like this one in Contagion I I, I guess I never saw Informant um, Informant's great yeah and he's I, I never saw the Good German he, he, you know he, he's, he's Informant's funny too he yeah he's funny stuff yeah. Logan Lucky was funny like Daniel Craig was really funny funny in that one but I I digress it's just uh. You know, and I, I don't know if, if just this is just coming to my mind right now, too, but it's like we're both big James Bond fans here. It's like this tickled a lot of my James Bond yeah. itches that like I, I've had. And it does have that humor and it does have the espionage and uh, like characters don't know uh, everything that been then like what you know and what the characters know and how it all is. Mm. Especially the main character is all just trying to figure out what's what's going on and you're on the ride with with her like kind of like from Russia with love or something like that. And then you get, you get the action and then you, you know, she goes to like a gala or whatever, like this party and they put on, she puts on a nice dress and, and Fassbender puts on the tux and like you get like the nice high class sort of side, like kind of like uh James Bond as well. Um, it was in then, Dublin, I think. Oh, was, yeah. 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 I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, is you, you I it was tickling a lot of those a lot of those itches for me and and finding her in the middle of everything being like uh the ball dropping with her uh I don't know it was it was so much more effective this viewing I really like have a different opinion in this movie completely after this viewing and I'm I'm grateful that I'm uh we're able to go through it again I'll, I'll go more into that at the end but let's let's uh, yeah we can go through more of the story yeah um, yeah. Oh, and, and then just sorry, one last thing about Barcelona and then we'll move on to Fastbender, which we've kind of have for the most part. But yeah. the uh, the target or the person she's trying to extract, mm-hmm. 
is Ghost from Matrix Reloaded. It was it, the second I saw him, it was driving me crazy. I was like, "Where have I is seen that this the guy? guy?" Who's like working with the Oracle? No, he's no, oh, no. no. So the guy who's with Jada Pink, Pinkett Smith. Yeah, but oh, with Niobe. Oh, cool. Who's Niobe. also in the video oh, game? Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Matrix. Enter the Matrix. <laughs> right. The video game. I yeah. think so. Yeah, I think so. I don't remember Dude. off the top of my head. Yeah, I but so. I, I just he I found that familiar. really. Yeah. He didn't even speak at all in this in this nope, movie. No, really. Yeah. Um, and even his introduction was like through clippings on like a wall, like with p- pictures of him, and then them just talking about this this hostage that's that they need to. Uh, I do you do you understand with. why he was ho- taken hostage? He because uh, a descent or some do, shit. Yeah, like, like he's a journalist. I that was like. Was it Ewan McGregor like just kind of being facetious and saying it, it doesn't really matter what he is, but I think he ended up <laughs> right? being, being like, he could be a journalist, he could be a scientist, who cares? Um, but he was, uh, yes, he was a journalist who was being protected in a safe house after having exposed Studer's ties to a human trafficking ring. I miss that human trafficking part. Oh my God. Do you remember? I'm, I miss that change. That explains the whole ending of the movie i didn't not the whole ending i get it but I like thought, i mean there's one part that i I'll, we can talk about after this so but like i didn't i missed the human trafficking part i knew me that like too. i knew oh that my, he like that had he, he had some shit on studer i was trying to remember his name because there's a big moment of uh antonio banderas talking to studer in that hallway near the end um where uh He's just trying to like he's kind of laying out the whole like why everything took place and and what's what and all that stuff and he uh had dirt on Studer. I I I assume that but like as yeah. far as for what and why I did not understand. You see none of that. And then my next question was uh yeah, I just don't understand Antonio Banderas's character. Now, okay, riddle <laughs> uh this just came to my mind. It's probably wrong, but I'm going to just pause it. That could Antonio Banderas possibly be like using this human trafficking ring? Well, in yeah, some... now that I know that, probably, right. yeah. And then so Studer is like the one like actually in the shit. Like, but then Studer's, Anto- like Studer's Epstein and then... Right, like, and then and then Antonio Banderas is like I don't know Trump or something. <laughs> no, 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 like uh, Prince Philip. Prince, yeah, yeah. And, oh and my Trump, god, whatever. Prince Andrew, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I don't. Oh, know. Philip. I'm sorry. Rest in peace, Prince Philip was the guy who died, right? I think so. I don't. Know. I'm sorry. Wait, we're California. We're, we're, we're dumb California. California. We're, dumb Yanke- we're dumb Yankees over here. Sorry. Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, uh, Anyways. Now we sound like we're Canadian. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. Um, wow. Okay. Well, back to Americans. Uh, no, nah, that was so funny. That was funny, Brandon. I'm sorry. I, I, I lashed out because I was jealous of how funny that was. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, guy. So uh, can yeah. we just talk about Let's how great get... Z Fassbender is? I mean, he's the fucking best in everything that he does. I just, what are you going to say? What are you going to say is, about it, I mean, this is kind of my favorite part of the movie. Is this not, not he's just because He's not typically the, the favorite part of... Yeah. I mean, I would go I would go so far to say he's usually my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, again, like having Prometheus come, coming around, like 
if you a year later that movie and you didn't have was it after this one? Okay, then I must have a year been, later. I yeah. must have been excited about him because of Inglorious Bastards was two thousand nine, I believe, right? Uh, uh, so. In Inglorious Bastards two thousand nine, and then so since then he I did a lot of like I don't well, big surprise. He was in first class, then Haywire, then Prometheus. Oh, yeah, whatever. But big surprise. Guess <laughs> what my favorite? Guess what my favorite scene in Glorious Bastards is. <laughs> The German three? Yeah, which three? The, yeah, which yeah. The the British three? The British yeah. three? And then this is or no way. He's, he's got the little this, scene with the, uh, the German three with Mike Myers too, which is pretty great. But yeah, uh, where he <laughs> he's like getting the whole mission. Um, anyway, and he's uh, he's just got that globe that's yeah. the also the the wet bar. Oh I want one god, of those. Yeah. that's so fucking tight. That's <laughs> <laughs> dope. Yeah, and um, then of course they talk about their health and oh. It's so British and amazing. Um, and then, yeah, like uh, in Prometheus, if you hadn't been in that movie and they didn't have that whole introduction, really with him uh, on the ship alone while everyone's asleep, it's like, I don't know. Yeah, it's some of the best stuff in that movie. And Alien Covenant, when you get you get Fastbender on Fastbender makeout session. I mean, what, mm-hmm. what more can you ask for? <laughs> if you haven't wow. seen Alien Covenant, he makes out with himself. It's... <laughs> it's it's uh, truly something to to behold, um, but anyways, in this in this movie we got Fastbender rolling up, uh, looking debonair, uh, going to the going to the party, going to the I don't know what it, this is just a human trafficking party. I'm realizing now. Um, he makes such a strong case for being a great Bond. Oh man, you know you know I would no I have no <laughs> problem with that if you want it if you wanted it. I mean, yeah. He, I I why would he want it though? It's it's kind of why I was asked like I was asking myself with Daniel Craig. It's why like, would why, he want it? Yeah, like yeah. Why would he even want to do that? Like he's he's he able to, to do. He, he doesn't, doesn't need to do that at all. He he can really get so much of what he wants to get. Like I don't know. I guess you just like solidify your legacy more strongly. Like uh, yeah, James Bond is just far more recognized than if you're doing I don't know other a lot of other movies he's done. I mean, he's been in the X Men's. Like he's a pivotal character. That's in what I'm, like. I think there's a part of him that's like yeah, and naturally so. I mean, I, I like it about actors that are just like no, screw it. Like it's a right. like Samuel Jackson. It's a movie about snakes in a plane. Like that sounds fun. It's a movie. Like I'm just or it's about it's King Kong. I'm like I want to go fight King Kong. Like it's just right. That sounds fun. And he's like. Michael Fassbender sees, oh, there's an Assassin's Creed movie? Sure, I want to be Assassin's Creed, Ezio, whatever the, I don't know, Assassin's Creed guy is, and I'm going to jump in that. Oh, X-Men, sure, I want to be that that guy. I just That's got to be so fun as an actor, of course, just to, but that the work to be James Bond, I, I don't know what they're going to do with the next one. It's it's uh, it's okay with me if, if they go with him. Because, um, yeah, the physicality in this and him able to fight in, in that scene and then right. going to a party like both of, I mean, G- and Gina Car- Carano too. It's just they just like uh, ooze kind of like the class during during this part, and and then to be able to get all rough and tumble after the party and and everything was like, uh, wow, like great performances and, um, man, do, do you know, like so so I mean we'll talk about the party first. I I guess like there is a little if you if there's anything you wanted to say. There's like that little, you know, that she's she's like kind of snooping around, and um, she sees Fastbender's kind of like on the ends or whatever, however you say in spy terms, uh, on the ends. It's very on the yeah. ends uh, with uh, Studer, and uh, she goes in and sees the hostage dead in the barn with her pin 
uh, her brooch. Her bro- Thank you. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a dumb man. Um, bro- brooch, brooch, and uh, that she. You know, you put it all together. They're they're gonna implicate her in this, and she's gonna be um, pointed the finger on. And that brooch was kind of like this was told by Ewan McGregor, who, if we haven't said said already, he's like the he's like in charge of their. He's a uh, handler, if you will. Yeah, of, of like, yeah, they're kind of essentially like mercenaries, like private uh, company, like having like mercenaries uh, mm-hmm. pull out these jobs and and everything. And uh, Michael Douglas um, works for the government and like, hires federal those government. people essentially. Mm-hmm. And that's like that's kind of how the Barcelona, all the Barcelona gets stuff gets started before everything. But any anyways. Uh, she she realizes that they go back to the the hotel. Um, instantly, Michael Fassbender gives her a quick whack on uh, her neck, and then it just goes, man. And they like smack into the the lamp, like falls over. They're flying all over the couch. They're falling on wine glasses, and mm-hmm. it as opposed to yeah, I know I've already said this point, but Taken or or uh, Born movies or something, it's just like it's pretty stag like not stagnant, but like the the camera's not moving around a lot they are and the and the camera itself is staying pretty still and the editing is is I love that isn't so fast you know and you really like well i it's fast because God, it's fast pander <laughs> you you son of a bitch you little stinker you stinker uh, i can't believe you've done this to me you uh, oh my god oh geez i can't even come back from that um so uh it's it's very fast because it's fast bender and but the uh, editing she is kicks also fast. His, she kicks his ass bender as well um yes 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 uh yeah if if she was in avatar she'd be an ass bender <laughs> whoa okay no there's no slut shaving on this podcast well no that's not what i'm saying like water bending uh fire bending she's bending ass <laughs> like avatar we're we're bending ass because <laughs> <laughs> she kicks his ass so hard she bends it oh got it I'm not slicing. I don't know. That's not my angle. I'm saying oh. she's, she's just bending that ass because she's ki- she's kicking it so hard. Oh, okay. I thought she was bending it in a sexual way. I thought, oh, now I get what you're talking about. <laughs> she's bending other people's ass. I get, okay. Yeah. I get it now. I get it. Because then even this with is, the Avatar thing, high, I thought, well, like, welcome to high comedy. <laughs> not oh, the God. high that you're thinking of, but it's, yeah. it's high comedy um wow she she was bending his ass for sure yeah uh, that that moment so she's just like, <laughs> gr- like at that him. moment that is when he is ass bender well the moment that his <laughs> ass is completely bent is when he's just like they're like going at it and then he like you can he she gets some good punches like some good hits in and then he's like okay okay <laughs> and then she just fucking kicks him through the door like the glass door and he flies through the door and he's like, stop. And he's just like begging to like, and then he grabs the gun, tells us some more. And then she just like, yeah, chokes him out with her legs. And then um, executes him. <laughs> executes him with the pillow over. Yeah. Like very brutal. Very uh, brutal. And no more fast bender. Um, and it's not the first uh, ass she will bend in this movie. Um, not, not the last. She's, yeah. 
that's yeah, definitely not the last. And that wasn't her first. Uh, no. Yeah. I think, so I think my, I don't know if I had a favorite fight. I think it's that, that one. And then the Channing Tatum one. Um, but yeah, these, these, uh, these big actors that they definitely had, had to have had some stunt, uh, stunt guys in there at certain parts. I, I doubt Gina Carano or whatever had, had stunt that many stunt people for her. I don't know. She just seems so well equipped to handle everything. I, that was thrown at her. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. And yeah, that's so, where she, that's where she shines in this movie. Absolutely. Yeah. I think her, but her acting is really stilted and I like, sometimes it's believable that she's going through shit, but other times I just don't believe it. It's just very, um, it gets you from point A to point B, but there's so much of where it's like, man, if somebody was more, um, charming, Mm-hmm. I'm sure there is probably a better word to describe, like being more um, magnetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she just, it, her performance gave me the, I not to say that really anybody could replace her because this is such a physical movie and she handles the physicality of this movie really, really well. So there's probably not m- many people who could take on that role. Mm-hmm. So just kudos to her for that because yeah, obviously that's a difficult thing to do and she's doing it well. But I think that was yeah, gonna be my point too. It's like, yeah, it'd be hard to find someone who could who could do both of those things really well. Mm, it's like, yeah, you might sure. have someone who's maybe acting better, but the physicality isn't as as believable, um, or something like that. Uh it it I mean the most unbelievable thing was thinking that Ewan McGregor stood a chance fighting against her. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, come on, this is over in, in two seconds. And he actually like was, but then he just starts running away and trying to climb up a rock. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's how, that's how that would go. And then he that's breaks what I would his do. leg. Oh my God. Oh, that was brutal. Yeah. That's what yeah. I would do. If, if she was trying chasing me down, I would start climbing up a rock and trying, trying to get running away. <laughs> no. Um, so, and then, and so, then after this, uh, Oh, what's up? Oh, just more on Gina Carano. So were you familiar with her getting kicked off of uh, the Mandalorian? Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, somewhat. Yeah. She's, she's a, she's a polarizing figure herself. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I guess that's what I bring up. Um, I'm going to bring up the exact details, but do you kind of get the gist of, of what happened from what I, from what I remember? Yeah. Was, uh, was just some, some uh, transphobic stuff kind of right um something no i think she see i i feel like she was she was like messing around with her pronouns on instagram and stuff like that and making fun of i think like pronouns wasn't it something like that i I thought it was something to turn but i thought it had something to do with like she equated mask wearing to being like in the in the Holocaust or something like that. Oh, damn it. I'm mixing stuff up. Let, I'm, let me find it. Man, there's so, there's so much shit. It's just like, yeah, I, no, no, yeah, we don't have to get like super into it. But yeah, she got, she got, uh, fired, fired completely from it. And I mean, it's, it is a polarizing situation for, for a person. Cause I think it's people will use her, uh, to represent, things in their in their own lives um and that's anyway i don't know like do we do we really want to get super into this right now 
mean, I just wanted to just talk about it briefly. I'm sorry. I wish I I I had up the yeah because I'm not like super prepared on this. So like I don't know if we're gonna get into like controversial oh. stuff on a person. Like I'm not like I'd rather be more prepared. But uh, and I'm I'm already feeling bad that I I probably I'm not even sure if she did those things that I said. So uh, don't listen to me on that one. But yeah, I think I think oh, you're right about the pronouns. I have it right here. Oh you, yeah, you she are, was okay. mo- she was mocking right. people who specify their pronouns on social media as right, she, right. her. Um, so, yeah, you that's, know, that's, that's, that's a point. That's I, like a- we, so, yeah, you're right. We don't have to get super into it, but I, I I wanted to bring it up mainly because it informs why the audience score is what it is on Rotten Tomatoes. And it's something think that so? I think, yeah, for sure. It, totally. Because there's, there's, pl- there's a fair amount of people on there just like being, oh, oh she geez. sucks. Oh really, and and really just attacking her, and I think this is also indicative of female-led movies too. There's a really toxic internet culture that affects Rotten Tomato scores, and we haven't talked about it too much. And maybe that would be something to do as like a bonus episode if we really got into like some oh, of the no, actual. I, I, I have a bunch of movies on the list that are voted purely for political reasons. Oh, I mean, we should do that. And, I mean, next. Captain Captain Marvel being being one of them. Uh, that, that one. But but that's but that is, yeah, a, for sure, a perfect yeah. example. And in a female-led movie that was review bombed before it even came out, like regardless of what you think about, you know, whatever. Like I don't even I don't I don't even like that movie. But like your reasons for not liking it is what we're talking about here, and why you take the time to go up and post something on the internet is not even about the movie at, at that point. So. Um, that's, that's, and I think we have touched on it, to be honest. I think we have touched on, on elements of it, but we haven't picked one of those more divisive movies and yeah, there, there's that kind of stuff. If it's a person in particular, that's going to be in that movie, uh, or if it's straight up a documentary about something that people don't agree on, naturally people are going to vote it down because they don't agree on what the documentary is trying to say. Um, but do you want to move on? You're in deep thought. Yeah. You're reading. You're reading stuff online. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm here, done are reading. Here, are, you, are, you, are you here right now? <laughs> no, I'm done reading stuff online. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just. It's really interesting that we are on this journey based off of something that is that is. You can clearly see is being influenced by like weird motives absolutely. and weird agendas. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I think we could probably do a better job and maybe this is a just this is a process. Everybody who's on this journey with us, I hope they understand that this is a process. But I think that's something that could be better touched on by us is that if there are certain things that are being like categorized or uh, reviewed in a way that is um, like has a separate agenda other than this movie genuinely is good or bad. I think maybe it would be worth calling that out. Um, Absolutely, and I'm, I'm glad we bring that up. I, unfortunately, and this is this is my mistake where I'm I'm just not as prepared as I wish I would have been. Also, in my opinion, it in in certain ways, I do I do like that we touch on it, but I in other ways I think it detracts from the movie and what mm. the is in, the inherent. Sure. Like, Fair. qualities of just the movie itself and it kind of i we sidetrack over all sorts of things so mm-hmm. it's fine but like you and me discussing politics on this podcast 
I don't know. Like we can, it's fine. Like I, I'm fine. Like getting into like the reasons why, uh, people get in, like, uh, talk about and rate things on, on Rotten Tomatoes are politically led reasons. And it would be foolish of us to go through this whole podcast and not bringing them up. Um, yeah. And I guess I just, I, I, once we bump up against certain, uh, aspects of like, yeah. like getting deeper into the politics of it rather than uh the overall conversation surrounding either the movie um or yeah the if if and this is something that yeah i wish i was prepared on too and i will be reading reviews later but uh i i didn't go through a bunch before this record is uh yeah i i i guess i was a little bit unaware that that might have been that big of an effect on the scores themselves mm-hmm. um and that absolutely see i'm just i'm i'm all i'm like uh contradicting myself but because I, I think that's a worthwhile conversation to have ab- absolutely but i i guess yeah, I just, it is once we start uh getting things that are that are really far away from the movie and we start talking about those things about our own opinions and everything like that um i don't know i i i just wonder in this movie podcast, if everyone gives a shit, like what I think about other things in life. Um, so I try to keep my certain opinions, uh, that don't really matter to like the movie world, uh, to myself, but like these things and the, and, and this is where I have to come to terms with it. Aspects of what we think is right or wrong in the real world. And maybe this is me being, being political. People are expecting mm. movies to represent, what they think about and and feel and they're in that like if that they support or don't support a person and, and everything uh and and that's completely up to you whether you want to want to think that um or not but the the equating of a movie to political ideology sometimes is such a drag to the point where it's hard to uh um, put something out there that uh, could be controversial or, or, or uh, polarizing and everything like that and have it be re- uh, received in a way and with its even its intended effect at this point in time is, is, is sometimes something that can be can be frustrating and maybe I'm being vague and you, you don't understand what I'm saying but this is why I have a hard time with these um, some of these topics I guess but Rotten Tomatoes itself I think we've mentioned before is a sham overall like it, it, it and and what? it's it's oh uh, my god james i've said it okay. before no i mean yeah. it is no you're you're right i think and you there's like it. there's like patterns there's patterns that you can look to and see uh uh and and see certain things but it's like i'm not this is no way our podcast is supported or we endorse Rotten Tomatoes. That's just like something that I want to make clear. And it's this ride and journey is much more interesting if it is not only dissecting the movies, but the platform in which uh, these things are being rated. Um, so yeah, maybe, and- maybe this whole di- this whole tangent, my I tangent on tangent on tangent is just me coming to terms with all that stuff. And um, I'll try to be more open to having these discussions, but I also want to be more prepared before we go into them, you know. <laughs> totally, and your piece has been her. I to get back to the movie then, and and 
kind of my hope too, because I, I hear what you're saying and I don't think we need to get that political into it. And maybe over time we can kind of voice our opinions about it, but we don't need to just, yeah, I have it be so loud that it detracts from talking about the movie. But the thing that I would hope to use these kind of, may introduce these political concepts or introduce critiques to the platform or to the environment or to society is to just reflect on like what it, the impact it makes on the movie or what it means to the mm -hmm. actors in the movie. And I just, so she, okay. So she was canceled for these certain things. She's not she's not getting work really anymore. And is, is her performance in this movie is it something where it also kind of makes sense that she's not working as much, I guess is the thing I would bring it back to is like, how do you feel about her performance in this to the point of where does it really make sense that like, is it Mandalorian? I mean, that, that's, that's yeah. that was, right. that was the signifier and that was her big, big thing at the time. And uh, yeah. And she's that, fine in it. That discussion just <laughs> turns into, a, a, a lot i don't know it's a, yeah it's uh it turns into everything everything surrounding it and and uh yeah i guess when it's when she doesn't have any as many jobs going on that one firing i guess is a big deal because she's not on a lot a lot of other things yeah and then to the to my ultimate point is is like i don't know her as an actress like man she's also like really um yoked in mandalorian too like she's such an incredibly physical person and kudos to her like i mean it sounded like she started off as a mixed martial artist and it's like part of her identity um and i think she wears it well on on screen but it's yeah i don't know i just her her acting is a little shallow to me um there, there are these wonderful moments that she breaks through with a little bit of wink and a little bit of like subtle uh, facial expressions and whatnot. But yeah, I think it's easy for people to critique this movie solely based on her and then that be fueled by the, you know, the things happening outside of this movie. Um, but I think the point I would make is, is that it the the outside influence is making it seem like the problem is worse than it is and i wouldn't say that she's bad i would just say that she's boring <laughs> and and all the fuel people and hate people give her is unwarranted because she fits in this movie well and i will say fits well now well, it's and the silly thing about that is that it is completely if you're if that's really the case it's retroactive reviews about a person that hadn't whatever some of these reviews are in 2021 revealed this, revealed this side of themselves yeah that you know and it's that is and you know i don't know that that, that that's something it's like whatever whatever your beliefs are and, and everything is just it's interesting that that's possible and and everything is that that the movie itself suffers because of that incident I think is is just is just like Haywire 2011 suffers because of 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 something she said on mm. on Instagram or Twitter in 2020 2021 Haywire yeah. suffers is what you're telling me and that just I mean that that just kind of is, is but I mean you do it's like it makes sense it's like fucking I don't know 
Cosby, you don't people don't watch fucking Cosby show anymore. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's like things. things uh, but okay, so to get into it, and though, not, is not just like those would two you, things. Those those aren't equatable things, I guess. But it, you know, yeah, it's I. She what what happened to her is just a weird thing to me because, and I haven't fully formed my opinion of, it, and hopefully maybe over the course of this podcast, I hope so. Actually, I really hope so. Is that I just better understand where I'm coming from on this because I don't like I know what Gina Carano did is wrong, but I don't have a like a great sense on what the like repercussion should be. And do I feel like what like just getting immediately fired I think is justifiable. But then there's no level of forgiveness and there's a lot of like vindictive attitude where somebody would go re-review Haywire and rate it poorly just because and then f- frame it as it's all really her fault in a way that comes off as like you can rank in a scoring on Rotten Tomato because it seems like your review is helpful. But really, you're just specifically demeaning somebody based on something they said. And it's you all know, arbitrary. Whatever. Yeah, it has nothing to do. Yeah. With, yeah. You're rating the movie based on. I don't think that's good. That. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's, I mean, there's, again, there's, there's a, there's a, everyone has, I think their, their line between what they're willing to cross between, um, the art and the artist. And that's, we, I think we are more and more just constantly running into that because we know so much about artists, uh, yeah. that are making art and you're expecting the, their views to line up either with yours or with characters that are within the things that they're making, or you're expecting the characters within their art that they there's some big connection to them that they represent their political and all that all that stuff just gets messy and it and it 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 detracts from the piece of piece of art being the piece of art and that being said like to me it didn't it just didn't matter uh her being in this movie uh in in that in that uh respect um it just it just didn't didn't matter and if it matters to you like i don't i don't really yeah i don't really care like it's it's make your own judgment and I'm not trying mm. to be judgmental to those people, you know. It's like, do do your thing and make your make your best judgment. It's just, yeah. I guess when you when you go on to take the energy to go on sites and, and review it and everything, I, I I don't know. It's it it that it must affect you so much. And for us, like movies affect us a lot too. We make a podcast about it to to talk about it. Um, Is there so, yeah, all the there time. So yeah. It's like clearly clearly they have an effect on us too. Um, but yeah, I guess just, just to put it out there for myself, like it did, didn't affect my enjoyment of, of this movie, her being in it and with, yeah. you know, and yeah, this is, again, I don't, not I, for I, those I, reasons. That's why whatsoever. it just be weird. It's like, I'm, and I know I have a podcast, we have a podcast. It's like, do people actually give a fuck what I have to say? But it's like, yeah, I just, my opinion is I don't, I don't care. It's like, if she's gone, what matters is, is that you believe me. what you're doing. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> I just, right. it's like. How do you feel about it? That's what I want to know. Yeah, but there's fuck, the that fuck I these other people, James. What, I feel do you like really I don't feel? need to express, you know. But uh, but yeah, like with Mandalorian, Mandalorian, it's like I don't. But I also don't really care if she was fired or not from that either. Like, right. I, I, I don't know. It's like I just don't really care either way. But then, you know, maybe, maybe I should be more more of an ally and stand up for for some of these some of these things that that people believe in. But it's just uh, you got to pick your battles and you got to figure out what your own uh morality and where your lines are but that being said <laughs> actually can we take a second to i just can i go to the bathroom real quick yes on that note we're gonna take a bathroom break um, yeah we'll, we'll be right back all right so we're back um let's get back to haywire the movie uh we'll 
we'll get into uh at post fastbender right he uh yeah. he dies and then she answers the phone and it's uh no she calls back the number the last that number she got uh that he got a missed call from on his phone and mm-hmm. uh it's what's uh kenneth ian mcgregor's character her boss and he asks is the do- divorce final yeah um there's some yeah there's some, there's some good lines and uh I, the code i mean the code of is she dead um she doesn't say anything he knows uh it's her she immediately goes to her father bill paxton who seems to oh. be a, uh tom clancy sean grisham uh, i don't know some sort of i love that that's uh, also a thing in this yeah, movie oh he's got these his big, house is so big. sick yeah this is a this is a what dope house place to to shoot and then you get the the snowy beautiful uh uh winter scape all surrounding it but there's these these levels to the house that seem really angles as you said at the beginning of this podcast brandon mm-hmm. these, and this this house has is very angular and and um i don't know it's got this fireplace and it's kind of woodsy but it also looks kind of like postmodern kind of cutting edge sort of architecture as as well on this like multiple stories and i they they kind of and they have the scene around the fireplace and um i yeah it's 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 so great to have bill paxton too oh i i love when filmmakers shoot in houses that are would be on like a a TLC, not a TLC show, because it's not like House Flip or whatever, but like a, a BBC maybe, like a just houses that display wonderful architecture is really what I'm <laughs> the show I'm talking, about. Yeah. and um, because yeah, like the if you setting up the shots, you just you must have so many spaces within the house to work with. And yeah, like shots of coming from inside the house, even to the outside of the house are just gorgeous because, you know, the architecture considers so greatly the uh, like the landscape that it's being built in to accent and highlight. Like I it, it seemed they were in the middle of a desert. Right. It's kind of but maybe it was during winter or something mm-hmm. along those lines. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like. Something I, maybe they mentioned they they probably had some title card of where where he was I forget New Mexico maybe I think I think, I think it might Ooh, New, Mexico. New Mexico sounds about right yeah no that actually sounds right because I mean yeah like you said he's this uh, ex military which she is ex military as well um, Mallory which is great because that's also Archer right uh, <laughs> but yeah uh, I love that he gets to be also a famous author because that didn't have to happen he could have just been like a retired you know uh green beret or some shit like that right um and then that would explain so much of like her physicality like why she was she's able to do the things that she does as she grew up with a dad who was just equally as like well regarded and such a great soldier um and yeah but the way he carries himself uh, Bill Paxton in this movie is just wonderful because yeah. there's so much f- love for his daughter and but so much respect and understanding for her decisions like he is so 
like in the pocket with her of just, okay, so these are the things that are going to happen. I'm going to support you 110% of the way. How do we do this? Okay. Like the things you're telling me I ingested, they, they're sparse, which just fits also to the dialogue in this movie. Cause it's all very like espionage speak where people are just, or very Sorkin or whatever, where it really seems like everything was written out beforehand and people are saying the perfect lines to each other. Um, yeah what, what, something about close your close your eye you gotta close and he's like i haven't closed my eyes since you were born yeah <laughs> right but oh. i mean i mean you touched on he I mean, maybe the I'm, shit out of it maybe though. i'll go on another mini tangent here or something too but like there you were talking about the respect that he has for her and the respect this whole movie has for her i i just was a, oh, sh- sure. a shining moment or shining part of of this too and um i don't know maybe this the standard's not that high for, for this but it's just something that I, th- I think is refreshing where it's just I understand there's there's sexism in the workplace and everything um, and in the world but it was not on full display and and done in a way where it was like oh she's a woman like they're like a bunch of characters that like that that were treating her like that and in a lot in certain movies that you have like this where there's a, a, a woman agent female agent something like that like i don't know it, there's some sort of thing where she has to fight up against that sexism constantly and that's such a that turns into a big part of it which can be done well and and cannot be done well i think it can be done in a way that's like a, i don't know just what can make you roll your eyes and make it kind of go into uh parts of a scene that are forced and contrived to get to get there and it, yeah and i think where it can be done good done well is uh silence of the lambs i think is the best is the best example that shows that sexism really well in that workplace that she has that jody foster has to deal with mm. and she does have to overcome constantly every moment of the day but then i don't know there's a this other kind of like girl power stuff that can kind of just uh come off as a little con- little contrived but in this movie i think the it's only mentioned a, f- a few times and it's like she has to put on a dress and go out with fastbender and she's like you expect me to be eye candy and then ewan mcgregor says you're the eye and i thought i don't know i liked i liked that even him who's the villain of the movie and i don't know and they they had a relationship for a year at some point yeah uh, right out later as well he's like fuck that no it's like you are the i like you you are what matters like you're not you're not the i like you're you're the agent and you know you find out he's he's double double crossing or whatever too but that was that was one moment where they where they uh brush against it and then i think one of the cops that they're driving her back calls her wonder woman um, and then the other thing was someone, uh, who was it? Uh, says like, oh, she's, she's a woman. I think at the end, uh, with Bill Paxson and then Ewan McGregor tells the guy who's going to go hunt her down, like, it would be wise for you not to think of her as a woman. And that, that just, I, that seemed like her character her character was just like this i mean yeah she was very in touch with her her, her her sexuality and 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 uh that was on and and she was she's going to the the parties and everything too she had very like different parts of of her character but she was also 
at the end of the day, like a cold, hard killer kind of, she was like obsessed mm-hmm. with her job. She would drink wine and, and clean out her guns and everything. And like, that's what defined her, um, more than anything, whether, you know, whether she's a man, woman, whatever, it just like, she's just obsessed with her job. And, and that connection with her father was clear too of, um, you know, of her being a Marine and everything and that being her identity and getting the book book and everything. I'm not sure how that, how well that you know line, what the, like plays yeah. off, you know, like I, I, I feel like I get what they're trying to say with that line, but those are the three moments that I thought that they brushed with it. That wasn't over the, over the top. And they were, it was able to just be, um, a James Bond movie, man, without it being like, she's the female bond. It's just like, no, she's, she just is Mallory Kane, a fucking like great character and someone who can handle herself in any sort of situation, whether it's going to a nice party or kicking ass, you know, it just, I, I love, I love characters like that where they're like secret agent mercenary or something like that. And they're like, so dedicated to their job. Um, and they, yeah, she kind of had like, Channing Tanning Chatham was kind of the femme fatale in this movie, you know, femme. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That's um, a great male point. male fatale. Uh, and I just, but it was never. I don't know. I'm. I, Maybe what I'm saying isn't making full sense, but it, it wasn't. It was never like. Just like oh wow, she's so badass. Like oh wow, like I. Someone being their sexism. Can you believe being, this shit? Their yeah, sexism being sexism being conquered. Like, oh, I conquered that man's sexism, and that's what we need to conquer here. Instead of her just doing her fucking job, like, well, and not being questioned, and no one questions her. Like Michael and Michael Douglas seeks her out to do work for her in the future and everything too. Right. And I, and yeah, maybe it's a low bar that I'm saying. Maybe it's like. Uh, there's plenty of movies that do this, but there's just some movies that just like that. Um, and maybe I should have like an example of, of something like that before I go on this whole, whole thing of a movie that doesn't do it well. And I can't fully think of one right now. I mean, okay. Captain Marvel. I brought it up earlier. There's a point mm-hmm. in the action and the climax of that movie where just a girl by no doubt plays and it just doesn't fit the movie at all and maybe i'll talk about it if we ever talk about it on this podcast but they had like a they have a whole score in them and then like they're in the alien spaceship and it's like i'm just a girl and it's it's it i don't know it 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 doesn't fit what's going on and it's making it about that when it's like you shouldn't think of her as being a woman first she's like a fuck she's dedicate i mean you can if you want but it's like she's dedicated to her job and she's like that's what she's done she does and almost like james bond he's just kind of soulless and he just like does the work and drinks and and has sex and and moves on he doesn't almost like have a conscience about it almost too but she's not all she's not completely that uh uh but i'm i'm gonna wrap up my tangent here and that that's all i if that made any sense um Makes sense. And please, tangents are welcome on this pod, James. You know this. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, okay, we're, yeah, we're about at the end of the plot wise. We're, we're at, we're with Bill Paxton. We've said our piece about RIP Bill Paxton. Um, yeah, man, what a, what a legend. Um, and then, so now, uh, Ewan McGregor, 
Patrick is, uh, Kenneth. Yes. Is seeking Gina out personally now because she has, uh, yeah, just been such a threat. Kenneth. Kenneth. Sorry. Kenneth. Patrick and Kenneth are similar. Um, yeah. And so we're about to get a really wonderful, like uh, home alone sequence, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's totally it? Home Alone. Yeah, I, I just want to know. So she got cornrows. That I the, how did Bill Paxton give her the cornrows? <laughs> she can't do that She's on her own, that, right? Like, I, I'm the, sorry, the... I don't know, but like, I don't think you can do those that those cornrows. She looks so fucking cool. She looked yeah. like such a badass. The Dude, cornrows, she did that for the MMA. face paint. Um, but yeah, it's like, is Bill Paxton the one doing this cornrows? I would, I, I guess I just would like to think so. I would like to think that Bill Paxton knows how to do cornrows because I think that's just really fun. Like he has a daughter, right? I don't know. Maybe, um, we don't know anything about the mother. What if he raised her, uh, by herself or by himself and, um, learned how to do cornrows? <laughs> yeah. So that's my backstory to why she had cornrows. Cause yeah, I mean, she, uh, she didn't have them when she got there. And then during the process of getting ready for um, Ewan McGregor to get there. Yeah. With Channing Tatum. There should have been a home uh, alone uh, montage of all the trap, all these traps being set. And then like a long scene of them just sitting in the bathroom doing face paint and, uh, and cornrows. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I would have liked to have gotten more of their relationship. I mean, but this movie just doesn't have the time uh, for that kind of stuff. And a lot of what you were saying in your tangent was, yeah, like this movie can introduce or give its opinion on things. Um, And a lot of movies do. And they do it in ways that are good and ways that are bad, like you were saying with... um, with Captain Marvel, like that's just the movie. Does the movie need to make that statement about, you know, in that particular way? Not really. Cause it just, it also, it, why that in particular is so bad. It seems like, again, I haven't seen the movie, but is, Oh, you haven't seen it. Okay. Yeah. It, it just seems very ham fisted where there. So instead of showing that she's capable by doing her work, like we've kind of praised Gina Carano in this movie for and how she's respected because she's just good at her job. It's like, I'm going to, sh- we're going to show you her attitude or her capabilities through some, or like, you know, kind of gimmick or um, other form of story, you know, like presenting the story. And, um, yeah, I don't know the, the the way she's Gina Carano's treated in this movie. Yeah, is great, and it's part of the what makes this movie work because uh, there isn't a lot of time spent on like Gina Carano getting better at her job. She's already pretty fucking capable of her job from jump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants her <laughs> services, and the and part of the reason everything goes off is because she is leaving. Uh, she's leaving her job and Ewan McGregor is freaking out because he's going to go under and he's running out of money and she's like his best employee essentially. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, yeah, he needs money <laughs> and, and she kind of, she is so good that it kind of sets off uh, the, like the whole movie kind of. Amazing though. Yeah. I mean, kudos to the movie and co- yeah. And I, I mean, Soderbergh's great at that. Have you seen the girlfriend experience? Um, I don't think so. 
it's another great example of him just, I guess, really understanding, like, if you want to project strong feminine energy, you just show strong females doing things well. I don't know. Yeah. I just, just time and time. You just treat them like people? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Crazy, right? Right? You don't need all these gimmicks and, like, or anything. It's like, if they're just doing things well, like, people are going to respect you for it. Um, Dude, yeah. I so, be, I mean, like, I don't know. She's just so intimidating. Like, I I would be crawling up a rock. I swear to God. There's no. Yeah. Question. No, she would t- kick both of our ass maybe together. Man. Yeah. Like, she would take both of our heads and start bonk, beating them, them together, together like, like coconuts. coconuts. Yeah. Hey, hey, yeah, <laughs> hey yeah, I knew where you were right. going. That's right. I'm right there with you. Right. We're a couple Hell of yeah. coconut heads over here. Yeah. A couple of coconut heads. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, can, before yeah. before we wrap everything up, I got to take a quick step back to okay, one please. scene. Um, oh, I won't I won't go beat by beat through this, but there is the car chase scene through the woods. Do you remember what happens to the car at the end of that scene? Car chase through the woods. Oh, <laughs> from, the, from the cops, they, she rolls up on the roadblock. Like this is the come kind of coming to the fruition of her and the audience surrogate, and they come to a roadblock. Yeah. And then they have a, a chase in the snow yep. through the woods. And, and then, then the deer? With a deer running through the back. <laughs> and then Gina Carano being totally non plus. She's like, yeah. Oh. Like, yeah, it's a fucking yeah, deer. Yeah, fucking deer. I get over it. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. My third time this week. I just had to mention that. That like blew my mind. I was like, what? oh my God, totally like, unnecessary. That's, how we're, that's the button at the end of the scene. And she's like, all right, we're done. <laughs> we're, we're, We've been outdone right. by a deer. And that was just like this weird, like, Deus Ex Machina. Oh my god! But like, then she like, like a motherfucker, just get, like tells him, okay, so you guys, you're these people are not who they say they are. Yeah. Just be prepared for that. And equips the cops with the ability to fight back. They d- neglect her, and then that's a really great statement of uh, just kind of this mm-hmm. like them demeaning her because she's a woman as well. Like it's such a like fine line that you have to walk when you're doing something like that. And I think this movie excels at that where they demean her. And then, so the, the repercussions is they're dead. It's like, you should have just listened to her, you know, and your, all of your bullshit that you brought into that got you killed. And this person was trying to help you, but you didn't listen to them because of their, the gender that they are Um, or the sex that they are. I'm sorry. And what he said was wonder woman. He said it kind of sardonically or even sarcastically. Oh, for sure. Yeah. He was like, like, you know, you could picture her as wonder woman. Like, Oh yeah. He's saying that it's like, cause she, I don't know. She kind of is wonder woman. Um, just, and, uh, yeah. Then they just get immediately like blown away. And I was curious why there wasn't a cage between her and the, front of the cabin in that cop car but um whatever i i don't know it was just like she was just like leaning up in front of them and just like hey lean back and it's like where's the cage in this car right now <laughs> there's there's no partition here um but anyways uh we get to the end of the movie and um the uh breakers get cut in the house while uh bill paxton is having conversation with ian mcgregor who's come to question uh him because he is her father and he wants to know where she is and he knows how close they are um and they've already i kind of like that how they kind of set up like bring up she says like bring up the barcelona job as much as you can because she knows that uh channing tatum's going to be there and she's like create division between them mm. um and she yeah just gives something bill packs something for 
Bill Paxton yeah, him to, to do. do. And he's well equipped to do it. And he d- he's so reserved and subtle in this movie. Amazing. Um, yeah. Just so believable. And, and, and his blocking is just kind of sitting and then getting up and then sitting back down. Um, but the I Gregor- love too the, the energy where you can tell that Ewan McGregor is a phenomenal actor as well. And he is able to receive the attitude of Bill Paxton, who is going from like, he's working the room and then there is a repercussion to, of Bill Paxton bringing up the Barcelona job that is then reflected in the attitude that Ewan McGregor has, where he's like, this guy is not going to help me. Like I thought that this guy was on my side. Now I know he is not on my side. He is trying to fuck me over because he, he's like causing me to feel this type of way. And you really see that on Ewan McGregor, which is just absolutely fantastic. And in this moment, I was thinking too about how often Ewan McGregor ends up being the villain now, which I find very interesting because I mean, he does have, he does play it really well. Yeah. Like you you saw the, the Harley Quinn one. I saw the Harley Quinn one and then Dr. What was it? Dr. Sleep is him as well. I haven't seen that. He's but not I think... the villain in that, but uh, yeah, that one's really great. No, there's mm-hmm. uh, Rebecca, Rebecca, Rebecca Ferguson is the villain in that one. She's, she's great in that one. Um, maybe I was thinking of Lady Jessica. <laughs> was I just really thinking of the Harley Quinn movie? I, th- I think so. And he was he, he was good in that. He has this like devilish grin, um, and like I mean, train spotting. He's an anti-hero kind of like. There's this real like he's, he plays yeah. a good like flawed individual. Even like I saw Men Who Stare at Goats. Somewhat, I don't know. You got to deal with some Kevin Spacey in that movie. But this that movie came out around this time, and uh, I don't know. It's a weird, goofy Coen Brothers movie that I think he's pretty funny in. Um, but uh, yeah, so. They're, uh, the breakers are cut. It's all dark. This whole kind of scene is played out in the dark. She takes care of one dude by putting an IED in the uh, breaker when the guy goes to check it and it just blows up in his face. You see the repercussions of it. Um, she's taking out some of the guy in the bathroom. Channing Tatum is there with a broken arm, which I thought was just hilarious, is that uh, Channing Tatum has a broken arm. Hello, Brandon, are you there? And uh, and uh, um, he is like, right? Isn't that? I don't know. I just thought that you would think that was funny as well. He's just like has a broken arm, and he's on the job, and he's trying to do everything. I oh I, no, way. I did okay, love so that. You are I'm there. Sorry. You are there. Okay. Right. I, yeah, I was. Yeah. I'm Brandon's sorry. doing some researching on the job right now. Um, <laughs> I'm he's, yeah. He's, he's, my apologies. No, that. I'm hey, I'm uh you call me. Um <laughs> I'll just no, I'll talk to the was people, a doctor no, sleep. No, you can you can research. I'll just talk uh, to the talk to no. anyways. Um He was in Doctor Sleep. That. Is that where you're looking up? Yeah, he was in Doctor Sleep. I know, he was not the villain, is my point. Yo, okay. Okay. I'm glad, I'm gotcha. glad you could have just asked me, my man. You gotta you gotta just ask me uh, and I listen uh, to you because I'm talking to you. I'm I'm here, I'm present. Well, that's uh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Tatum is there. J- and I do and love that he has his arm. <laughs> yes, I do love that. I just wanted you to laugh with that with me because I thought it was so funny. And yeah, because he it just he, and he also wears it well. Where it's yeah, he just seems there's a little bit of a defeated because he was so capable at the beginning of the movie, and now since he's 
still there with a broken arm. It's like, what is he really going to do? Because Ewan McGregor like, guess, doesn't have any other employees. He doesn't have any other job, mm. like people. On, he's just like, I guess we got to bring in Channing Tatum. And and Tatum. Like, I, uh, why am I here? And he's like, he's like, I'm going to go take care of her myself. And he goes up on his own. And it's like, dude, you got a broken arm. You're not going to do shit. Uh, but they, he's, they created such division between, uh, Bill, between uh, Ewan McGregor and Channing Tatum that Ewan McGregor shoots Channing Tatum because he knows that something's fishy about the Barcelona Barcelona job. Um, and then uh, Ewan McGregor gets away. And uh, yeah, you kind of think this is going to be the end of the movie, but this is kind of where more of the revelations begin to all bleed out where he gets away and then... Um, you you know he goes to Veracruz or something where is it? it was in like Mexico or something like that um and he's trying to escape off the map and then Antonio Banderas and Studer have this whole conversation down the hallway where they kind of lay out the whole uh what the movie what just happened in the movie which you're kind of lost at that point anyway so it kind of helps um, yeah but I do not remember the human trafficking part of that conversation uh yeah, and then she has a conversation with Michael Douglas about he's going to... Um, oh, no, that was before Kenneth. He kind of sets up the whole Kenneth thing and like gives her a job after everything is over. Um, but she... Yeah, and then you, she, she kind of wants revenge for Tanning Chatham as well. But uh, I was just kind of confused about... Yeah, Antonio, Antonio Barris, I guess, he just he just must be some guy that's involved in this human trafficking thing. Um <clears throat> And then it, it just uh, wraps up with her just dropping in on Antonio Banderas while he's enjoying a fine cigar, and uh, and a lady, and the, a lady on the on the balcony. He's just he's just so natural in that environment. I'm just like, did they just like roll up on Antonio Banderas like at his at, at his home right now? <laughs> he's already, right, he's already doing this, <laughs> looking just cool as hell. Yeah, that guy, man. He's I mean, oh my so God. many attractive people in this movie. Um, mm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we'll wrap it up there. Um, I will get into some reviews. Uh, we'll start with some critics. Um, they enjoyed the movie. They gave it 80%. Uh, audience gave it 41. Um, we'll start with... And we'll just do a little tidbit from The New Yorker from uh, David Denby. Carano is a strong, fast, is strong, fast, relentless. She's not much of an actress yet, but Soderbergh hides her weakness as well. Mm, yeah fair that's uh that's a criticism but also like a, a positive i don't know it's it's i mean it's 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 well put yeah no that's he, a that's he, an apt description plays, for sure plays yeah her to her strengths and I yeah that, mm-hmm. yeah that goes along with yeah some of the stuff yeah, I, was, I was saying to her is just yeah he just knows knows uh his limitations even with his his actors maybe sometimes um yeah uh, and Hornaday, Washington Post. Haywire stays true to its low-rent B-movie principles right down to the fast, strong, and quietly competent heroine at its center. Nice. Uh, Claudia Puig. It's an interesting critique, then, that B-movies typically do that, is what that person was saying. Is that they don't... Right down to that, like... Um, right down to, yeah, treating the main person very real... Just, yeah, like fast, strong, quietly competent. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's like that James Bond thing. Like, if you're going to need someone that's going to navigate this mystery and and people coming after them, that they got to exude that strength in uh, in a way that's, 
Mm. I now when I'm thinking low rent B movie, yeah, I don't know how those how those might relate. I'm trying to think of like maybe like a, a like a low rent B movie mystery sort of thing, and like that's where I think of like the film noir, like where he's playing up those stereotypes of the score in a way that it's like a blue do 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 like noir kind of music and. Maybe that's some of the notes that Anne Hornaday is is uh, is smelling in in the in the movie because again I think that he knows the rules and he knows how to break them and it's really interesting to see when he plays into those rules about like how I'm going to construct this uh, whatever a, a shot that's classic sort of how you should make movies and then I'm going to do a weird fucking angle black and white sort of thing too. And all that isn't kind of in the same movie. And there's like a sense of really kind of fun and play being um, put on top of uh, somebody who really knows the foundational essence of what makes a movie. And then you're able to play within those, those parameters um, depending on what project you're working on. And you're, and you're so aware of what, what the energy of that is. And you're an auteur that's able to, enact that vision it's uh it's fun to go on a Soderbergh um movie ride uh Claudia Puig USA Today a vigorous spy thriller that consistently beckons the viewer to catch up with its narrative twists and turns bordering on convoluted it works best when it in combat mode so the, even like these positive ones there's like a little bit of criticism as well which any good critic I think will do um I mean, this one says Rod, Roger Ebert's Chicago Sun-Times. I was trying to remember how when he uh, left us, but this is 2012, so I guess he, he must be around. Um, so we'll end on this one. Carano's wonderfully athletic, which is just as well, because she spends most of the time being wonderful athletic. What? That was okay. That weird. Okay. No, um, I mean... It was a weird... That's saying of, something nice, like that she's the one, yeah. No, there's like, a weird typos, her- like... Uh, Wonderful uh, athletic. I don't know, but I get what okay. he was what it was trying to Weird. say. They probably just put a typo in the Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. Uh, wow. Yeah. So we'll do some. Uh, so audiences did not care for this movie. So I'll do a couple of uh, one star reviews from Amazon. Um, they're able to kind of call the uh, five stars to one stars a little bit better. So I'm gonna go to just the one stars. Um, do, 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 do. let's see here ridiculous from terry mccarthy one star when i saw all the names ewan mcgregor bill paxton michael douglas antonio banderas i thought hmm this could be interesting it was so stupid basically it's a platform for the actress bad scripts stupid chase scenes and care careless loose ends ugh i hated it and gina shows up to fight with her hair and cornrows really a process that takes about six hours <laughs> got him See, Brandon, people are people are paying attention like you. See, I'm not paying attention to the movie because I didn't I didn't think about this. I just thought I'm like, oh, those those are cool cornrows, but I wasn't I wasn't really watching the movie, I guess, because you and Terry McCarthy are on the same page here. I mean, only on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Dad, bad guys are coming quick. Booby trap the house, get the ammo, and braid my hair. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but, yeah, I don't agree. Uh, with the one star, I mean, hey, it's a little harsh for just the cornrows thing. And uh, she she didn't like the, the rest of it at all, it seemed like. Anyways, um, uh, this 
person is called My Opinion. That's their name. Uh, one star. It's like throwing their money straight in the trash. It's like throwing <laughs> your money straight in the trash. Shame on all the fake reviews giving this more than one star. Don't get me wrong. Love Gina and want to support her by buying her movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But this movie has a terrible has a terrible director slash producer. The movie is from some 70s porn soundtrack. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's got that. Maybe that's that's why I say like that B movie thing. That's where that comes through in the soundtrack is it just kind of has that. Wicka, 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 boom, 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 wicka, wicka. Yeah, I don't know. But the Ocean's Eleven does too. Anyways, I fell asleep five times during the movie and I have major insomnia. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Gina did gotta, okay for being a noob, but good grief, this movie sucked. So this person <laughs> like wants to support her, support Gina by buying her movie. So yeah, it's like you're not right. uh, representing. This person's not representing it in the reviews and trying to counterbalance the review system or anything. But she is, she or he, whoever. My opinion. I that's, that's their person yeah. is called my opinion. Is just. Uh, is is buying these things because she's in it. So I mean, there's a, it's another form of support um, for a movie. Yeah, that maybe she didn't know what the movie was. She just knew that uh, Gina Carano was in it. Um, which which yeah, I don't know. Anyways, uh, let's do maybe one two more. Um, Amazon customer unnamed anonymous one star great cast horrible movie disconnected horrible flow you forget the plot entirely about four times. How can a cast this good put out something so bad? Parts of it look like a student film. I would give zero stars if that was an option. Maybe the one star is for decent fight scenes. Okay. And then we'll wrap it up with uh, Roy W. Huffman Jr. Brutal, ugly fight at the beginning. One star. We bought this movie because it seemed to be highly recommended. Four minutes in, there's a brutal fight that I found unwatchable. We'd like our money back, please. But at the very least, maybe I can keep someone else from watching, walking into this piece of crap movie. What movie do you think you're watching? Like, did you watch the trailer? <laughs> That's probably it. Like, did you know what movie you're walking into? I don't know. Like, it, it's an action movie. There's like so many. If you see the trailer, it's like all just fight scenes. They're showing up. I, mm-hmm. What, just about, a, what about that scene was was rough? I don't know. Yeah, I just have a hard time, like, not thinking that so much of Amazon in particular. I think, um, like, there's a farm of reviewers that don't really watch it, and then just like review stuff based on trailers, and then that like gets thrown into the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, I mean, I don't know. I that's just to the point of like, it sometimes just feels like those people don't watch the movie. or i'm maybe then and it just kind of spawns also my curiosity of like they only watched four minutes of it so i mean yeah right well that's all they needed to know but they got into i guess the that would be more specifically the point i'm making then is like how do people how do people discover movies because like i don't know i guess how do you already get yeah. (laughs) uh, uh, yeah well you're reading off amazon right for the audience reviews, unfortunately, I mean, with with uh, Ron Tomatoes, I'll tell you they have twenty five thousand audience reviews, and they don't give me a way to just look at certain stars. So I'd have to scroll through all of them and kind of find some. But you know, I can pull. I have one right here if you care to look at a Ron Tomatoes uh, review from an audience mm-hmm. member um, from Melissa G. One star, bad, boring, and confusing. You don't really find out what's going on until like the last fifteen minutes, and even then, I still had to go to Wikipedia to understand the chain of events. 
which we did today. We found the sexual or human trafficking <laughs> thing. We had no right. idea. And we found that out. I found that out from Wikipedia. Um, she goes on. I don't know. That could just be me. Even then, times two, the plot is dumb. Barely any dialogue. And when there is dialogue, it's dry. Extra wise <laughs> on the end of that dry. Um, yeah. And so uh, that that's the only. Oh, there's a half star. Um, Pocheche J half star should be categorized as science fiction. No explanation as to why, but yeah. Huh. Um, yeah, and and there's a you know you can you can scroll through them. You can see the quantity uh, of them, but you can't. It's it, it's not really meant to kind of. And this is where with Amazon as well, and I think that people feel uh, the motivation to write reviews maybe in the in the form that you're describing, where they might not even watch the movie or the full the full thing for that matter, because other people can find their reviews helpful, and then you know you can be. We found last week a top like 500 reviewer or something, and be like, oh, like maybe I don't know how you get that status, but I we read, read a review mm. last week that had that mm-hmm. status, and it's and that person had that like in uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights, it is a parody by Mel Brooks, right? And, it's and it had it part listed of the plot, out the yeah. whole synopsis, and it said who was in the movie, and didn't even mm. really say an opinion. It just like gave like the driest thing, and they probably do that for every movie that comes out, and maybe by that time quantity. And how much you do it, people find it helpful. It's like, yeah, you're, and so it's the the motivation to do it is, yeah, it could be either by how your your opinion of the actor who's in it, your uh, need to be a top five hundred reviewer, or you know, it, the, the the reasons that people review and and decide to take that step to do it can be arbitrary as fuck, or actually people can be fully convicted and like. I really like this movie or I really hate it. And these are the, and be fully explained why in, in good reasons. But, um, it's, it's interesting to pull up a couple here. Uh, it's hard to know the breadth of everyone's opinion, uh, of course, but when it's tabulated in these sort of ways, we've really kind of gotten into it tonight as to the structure of it all, I think. And, um, it's hard to, to know exactly what you're getting yourself into, I think, with with movies and how they're they're presented. Um, but uh, one way you can do it is go on Rotten Tomatoes and check out the scores and everything, and uh, that'll set you on a on a course to maybe see something that's certified fresh, which this movie is, and so that could be enough for you. This is a certified fresh movie. I, I didn't know that um, going going back to it and take that for what it's worth. Like, what does that even mean? I don't know. But there's 199 reviews on uh, critics and uh, 80%, and it's a uh, certified fresh. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get to final thoughts here. Uh, Brandon, would you like to begin? Yeah. Um. This movie was really um I don't know it was more enjoyable than I thought it was going to be. Because there are so, some signs at the beginning, and I brought that up already about the plotting of it, was uh, was starting to be confusing. I'm glad that it wrapped up in a way that was pretty, like, simple and straightforward. But there was a lot of the time that I couldn't quite crack into, like, why people were motivated to do certain things. Everything sounded cool and looked really great. And we've talked a lot about um, angles uh colors uh, you know the the things that we t- typically talk about we love colors on this podcast um 
just, you know, it's one of our Oh, things. my God. You remember that yellow scene? Oh, I was so excited. I'm like, uh, oh, it's yellow. Yellow's in this movie. Oh, I love yellow. Blue is in this movie. Black yeah, white's in this yeah. movie. Uh, Makes big appearance. Uh, so great. Um, which, for, that's, and I'm so glad that that exists because that's where, for me, it, there's the, the fundamental DNA of this movie is that it really has a lot of fun with the way that it uh, shoots and edits itself, not like the film sentient, but the way Steven Soderbergh shoots movies and ed- and is part of the editing process or whoever he hires. Because also one thing I haven't brought up that I really think it happens. I mean, maybe I alluded to it, but um, yeah, it seems like there's a strong sense of collaboration in these in this movie, and I you could say uh, say the same for uh, other Soderbergh movies. But it really shows that I think there's a lot of um, there is a lot of things that are happening in this movie when it could be more straightforward and lesser movies are straightforward. It takes time to be fun and interesting in ways that are unexpected and not. Yeah, just you're doing it for the sake of art. I I will say it can also be to a detriment because there is a level of. I don't know, uh, shallowness and uh, put being too put on where it's like, oh, I think you care more about this and um, then maybe you should. And that's because I want more character development and less time spent on how many angles we, you know, it takes to get from from one character going from point A to point B. And that like in transit, there's a lot of in transit, which I get is fundamental to a espionage thriller movie, but yeah i don't know there's uh, um it's just another case and i know there I, the, it's escaping me again sorry this uh day cool shit um but like where um oh fuck now i was uh, escape me anyways um this movie brings a lot of great things uh to the like to the table in the sense of the colors we talked about and uh, the actors in this movie are really wonderful. There's a, just really a hu- great pedigree of this movie, and it's enjoyable to see them in this movie. Um, so all of those things for me really, there's a lot that works in this movie. Um, I already said my piece about Gina Carano. I think that she's relatively like in this in the drama scenes or in the scenes where character development is really happening. She doesn't have a lot to do, which. To some of the reviewer, like a reviewer pointed out, I can't remember their user handle, but like her, Gina Carano's performance fits into this movie because this is a pretty stone cold killer who is an incredibly competent uh, spy agent working through a prob- a series of problems. And she does it with a level, uh, yeah, high level of competency, which uh yeah it, it's like again pros and cons like i would totally just kind of end my review saying that there are uh there are good things about this movie and then there's just um not necessarily bad things there's just it how do i specifically say this there's just what what don't i like about this movie is the plot that interesting yeah that's kind of where i'm at is genus Toronto's performance could have been what do I want it more fun maybe is that really what I'm like no I just want like maybe more time spent with Bill Paxton of having a conversation about what it's like to be like this your whole life 
like you hey dad you've had to deal with this shit like i'm dealing with this shit like let's mm. get into it and just have yeah. that conversation or why did you know what is the like uh, the driving force maybe you and mcgregor being heartbroken or you and mcgregor's impact on gina carano maybe there's some conversation they have that is more about that as opposed to just like I got to kill you. Yeah, I know you got to kill me while I'm going to kill you and then bang, you're dead. And it just, that stuff is really straightforward and I get it. He's trying to make a straightforward thriller movie and he does it successfully. Is it that memorable? I think honestly, it just, I'm now I'm just beating a dead horse where I like the movie. Did I absolutely love it? No, not really. I'm, I wish I could be more articulate about, like... I hear what you're saying. No, I, Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I totally understand. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, I know this is long-winded again. No, 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 no. Uh, Believe but, me, dude. I've been talking so much this uh, this podcast about um, nothing, so I, I'm, I, I'm sorry if I've been going so long. I, 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 I hear what you're saying. I'm not trying to override or uh, interrupt or anything, but... Uh, no, yeah, and I, I don't totally, feel like that. Uh, I totally relate. Amazing. Well, then I feel like, um, yeah, if that's the case, if you can relate, then um, I've said my piece. And uh, yeah, I would give this movie a 79%. Great score. Great score. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, to to go off that, uh, when I first saw that this movie... I I thought it was very forgettable, and I think I don't think I was in the in a place where I was like watching it and, and listening and and being attentive to the plot, um, but just kind of watching the action, being like, oh, that was cool action, and just kind of uh, wrote it off and, and didn't think about it. Um, watching it again this time, I I did enjoy the the plot for what it's what it's worth, um, but also I think that's where my I, I think I've been praising this movie. For a lot of things but then i'll just start with like my criticism of of that i guess because you kind of made me think of it of if of what i would have wanted a bit more is yeah I, I it is a frustrating experience going to wikipedia with a question and being like wow that's a big that's a big thing at the end of this movie that i didn't know about that really explains uh you know these i guess you mcgregor yeah he's the villain he's the antagonist that's really pulling pulling the strings here um but for the for the sake of money but then there's something even more yeah even like very nefarious going on here um and then also it's like do i want to see that side of it and and you're saying you want it to be it could be more fun to it and yeah and i'm like i'm 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 on board with that like more fun sure especially in soderbergh and oceans 11 where people are just clearly having fun making it and do I really want to see the intricacy of the human trafficking ring? Like, oh man, I don't know. Um, but also, like, there's there's some information that is that just goes over your head. If you're gonna wa- if you're gonna watch this movie, like, it's so hard for to get everything. And I would not blame anyone to watch this and be like, wait, what? Huh? What's going on? I, I where why are we going here now? Like where 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 are we now? Like I, I I put subtitles on very early. I was like, okay, this is gonna be one of those things where I'm gonna have to even not only read subtitles but see who's saying certain things because like I said, they're not showing <laughs> the person saying them as they're saying them. Um, and 
I love being in those movies. I love the feel of it, the um, the presentation and the and, and the unpredictability of the shots and editing keeps you like hanging on for more. Um, I think the frustration comes if you're like kind of looking for that and for informational a little bit more kind of disseminated out and they kind of just hold he holds it yeah a little bit more till the end and then it all kind of like results results in money which yeah is kind of like I don't know it's kind of yeah it's how, how the the world works but it's it also about it's about the I mean I'm just shouldn't be talking about this human trafficking thing as much as I, I should in this, like my final statement, but that just yeah. is like the, the part that just kind of blows my mind because I had my question about who Antonio Banderas was. Uh, and I was, I was, uh, confused about that. So that being said, um, just something a little more clear about some of that stuff, uh, would have gone a long way, uh, while still being stylistic. I, I think, uh, could have helped this movie just like a little, a little bit of more meat on its bones, like around some of those parts. I think could have um, helped some people out uh, without getting too in the nitty gritty of of some of the mis- the mystery elements of it. It's kind of nice that things move and flow in the pace that it has, because that is one of its stronger points too. So um, this is what's hard about judging something. It's like, oh well, if you take this away, it's like. Uh, or try to add something it's going to take this away try to take this away it's going to add this other problem and and it's such a balancing act uh making a movie but uh i embrace soderbergh's vision and i think he did it did it well and i think he uh works within limitations even really well even though having uh such a an amazing cast and i think i see the uh, budget wasn't even like that much for this movie and it, it didn't make that much back either. But I think he's, he's, I love that minimal sort of philosophy. I, I think that he uh, inhabits with his filmmaking. Um, and there's a 23 million budget with that cast and, and gross worldwide was 34. So it's, you know, it kind of barely made its money back, but um, you know, it's uh it was way more enjoyable this time. It was a it was a great action movie. Great, great action. Wonderful stunts. Uh, the choreography of all the fighting was some of the best I've seen in a long time. Um, the filmmaking holds up compared to some of the other films around this time. Uh, I still love Bourne. I, I love the I love the Bourne movies, but that that fight the fighting scenes are are something that uh, I was so uh like edge of my seat kind of looking at it at every little aspect of it and the pacing of it as well as the story that the fighting told of of one thing leading to the next um was something that i was looking forward to each time it happened but it also like would just kind of happen unexpectedly each time it it's it sort of uh began some of the some of the fighting like the coffee in the face or the or the chop in the back or whatever and and uh it just really gave me the feeling of watching a Bond movie um, in, in certain parts too, as far as just like, oh, I don't really know what's going on, but it's cool because there's fighting and there's like, these people know one thing and these people know the other. And uh, there's, yeah, the espionage and that from Russia with love sort of thing where he's kind of like trying to uncover this whole mystery, but he's also kind of like the pawn in the game. Like people are using him with for their own uh, yeah. 
devices in, in From Russia With Love and, and the same with this one. Um, so yeah, and, and great cast, great, great performances. I totally get what you mean about Gina Carano uh, being stilted and she's much more like, yeah, MMA fighter that they wanted to become an actor. She's not actor first who's really good at fighting. They could have gone that way. They could have picked a great actor and gotten them to be better at fighting. Like, I don't know if Fassbender was great. Maybe he was, or Ewan McGregor or any of the other people that they got. Channing Tatum probably, uh, you know, he's a dancer, so he's probably got great physicality and can figure that stuff mm-hmm. out too. Um, but they, he decided to get a fighter and teach her how to, and get probably get her acting class, whatever. And, but, and I think that was purposeful and uh, really made those those action scenes and makes me think of this as an action movie, which it is above anything else. You know, it is a thriller as well, but it's like, oh, this is there's a lot of there's enough action in here to call it an action movie. I think it's a great action movie, um, and I wouldn't mind like throwing it on again sometime in the future. Like I could see myself like throwing this on again, like daytime sort of thing, hour and a half. Like totally. Oh, you know, like oh, there's this cool fight with Channing Tatum, like right off the bat, and then like right. sometime and there's some, and then like oh, I go somewhere. Oh, I hear the music in the background while I'm doing some laundry. Oh, that's cool. And then I come back up, and she's fighting Fastbender. It's it's what I what you do Bond marathons for, and um, that speaks to my sensibilities, <clears throat> and that goes a long long way as well. Uh, and uh, I'm a Soderbergh. I, I like him a lot, and. Uh, this was giving me Ocean's 11, 12 vibes as well around that time of his filmmaking. So um, that's a that's a soft spot for me as well. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna man, I'm I'm right there with you. Uh, I'll do 74. 74. 74 oh, yeah. feels good. I feel so arbitrary sometimes with like uh, 74.935, you know, like my little number system of like, oh, I'm going to do like 70 in range or whatever. But like, oh, I can do these little like numbers in between. Like, oh, maybe I'll do like a 74. Oh, no. It's like feeling the temperature. Like, what temperature is it right now? Like, you don't really know by feeling it. But uh, what I would say to that is, is though, uh, if you were to go back then and look at those scores i feel like there's such an authenticity to it by having those little differences and being able to consider like a seven and then you know one a zero through nine Mm -hmm. because yeah just having that level of freedom to yeah i don't know a, a 74 and a 79 are different they can be the same but they're different because of just the way that you're feeling Mm -hmm. um and I think we yeah. feel pretty similar about this movie too. I, 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 uh, yeah, I mean, we're both in the '70s. I think this is a in the '70s movie for sure. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I I don't know. There's no, we've already said it. But yeah, I had a great time watching it. Uh, me too. And, and that's I did too. I guess that's what a '74 means means to me. But I I, I enjoyed my time and and thought it was a good spy action movie, like super solid, and I'd recommend it. Uh, yeah, just as a as an easy. I don't know, not easy going to watch, but just like that sort of thing where my recommendation is don't get too bogged down in the details. I know that I'm saying like, oh, maybe if I had a little bit more details, I could understand certain things. Um, but I don't know. At the same time, it's just don't get bogged down. Enjoy it. Enjoy the ride, the, the music, and and uh, just you feel kind of cool watching it. You feel smart watching a Soderbergh movie sometimes. <laughs> Or like you're saying with like Aaron Sorkin, you're sometimes you're like, oh, people are talking so fast and they know what they're saying. Like, oh man, I feel smart just watching them. I never talk like this. Like, <laughs> I have a podcast. I can't. I don't even know how to, what how 
how the fuck to talk. So, right. Um, <laughs> I feel the same way. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, yeah, let's uh, let's reveal our holiday pick for next week. Is that where we jumping into next, or what? Wh- what's our next movie, Brandon? Are we into holidays next, or? We're not in the well. We are in um, in the throes of the holidays, for sure, and we will have holiday movies. Is that um, is that in the future? The one that I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm, that or would be. Mistake. Yeah. In, so we like, so we have not decided not this uh, week, not this week, but next weekend. So yeah, we have this this next pick is open, and then we'll get like into the holidays uh, for sure. We got an open pick, so. Um, well, we forgot, I forgot to introduce our last segment of diff pins, um, <laughs> that we introduced, uh, the last episode. I'm sorry. I, I forgot diff pins. Um, but now we move on to our, our next one where maybe we pick a movie. Maybe we pick a movie. Pick a movie. Yeah, something, uh, something like that. Yeah, something to that effect for sure. Maybe it's time for uh movie picking. Um, I, 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 Can I throw uh, a movie out? Please. Yeah. Get get into it. So speaking of getting into it, I brought up getting into, let's get, you know, we could potentially get more political. I want to get more political. You son Jane. of a bitch. Yeah. You just, you're trying to dig the needle in deeper. <laughs> There's this movie um, that's on there called uh, Bringing okay. Down the House. Yeah. The, is That's like the AOC documentary. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like we, the thing and I'm, and I'm down for that uh because you can say no though you can totally please i i put no no i put that on the list and and that is a political movie so obviously mm-hmm. we're going to talk about politics i think what i was trying to parse was like i don't know like haywire isn't really about i don't know it's it's just a fictional it's a fictional story and then people are reviewing it i'm not going to get into it again but like uh, and and reviewing it because of Gina Carano and and buying it because of Gina Carano, and she's in the movie. She's obviously a, a a part of the movie, but it's not about any of the things that people are ups, upset about or champion with her. Like that movie isn't about any of those uh, any of those things, and people use that movie right or, or or something to to get into these other conversations. But if we're gonna mm-hmm. talk about a political, I mean, it's just there's no way of avoiding it so yeah that's and that's uh, maybe um, but wait i would just posit that there's potentially a way of avoiding like not the negative like what if the movie is about something she did in like uh her job that was different and that's why there's a documentary about it as opposed to a, a lot of her political views I, I don't know what the movie is, but I just, the, the, that is a, what you're talking about. Oh, with I see. Okay, is, maybe is I don't. Yeah, this, okay. this movie, Haywire is not about Gina Carano's and it doesn't have anything to do with Gina Carano's views on uh, society, but. I see what you what, mean. This is just a documentary about like AOC. Like she, uh, you know, something she did was unique and people made a documentary about it. It isn't about like how she feels about, I don't know. Yeah, I guess like taxes. It probably will uh, talk about her opinions I'm on sorry, taxes. What's it called again? I think burn down the house. Is it? It's burn down the house. Knock down the house. Knocking, knocking, knock down the house. Yeah, knock down the house. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's uh. Let's take a look at this whole 
Rotten Tomato score. Um, we oh, this is the most polarizing movie that we would ever do. Um, it is a ninety nine percent critics, a ten percent audience. Oh my god. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's like I mean we'll we'll talk about it uh, next next week, but uh, yeah, it's like not to show my political. I mean, I don't give a fuck if I show political <laughs> leanings, but it's like it's not like I'm gonna watch a Trump documentary <laughs> and like, that's like being like showing how great Trump is. I maybe, maybe there's other Trump documentaries that are like more real and showing the showing all like the real shitty sides of everything that he does and all that stuff. But there's probably one out there that's like, Hey, look at how great Trump is. And I'm not, and I'm not going to watch that, but uh, yeah, I guess. Do you feel like that's how this movie could be? Oh, actually I is don't know. Just- so I, but I'm, I'm just saying, before we even go into uh, this movie next week, I, I'm already getting the sense that the pe- the reason that it doesn't have a good score isn't for the like people watching it and not liking it. Yeah, it's people like not even watching it and being like, oh, I don't like her, and this looks like it's um, yeah a movie about her, and I'm not gonna I'm just gonna rate it down because I don't like her. As as I feel like there's probably, and that's what happened with you're saying with Haywire and Gina Carano and everything too, and I, I just feel like that would be um at play as well i don't know yeah but both of us have gone through this movie with somebody who is went through some um public um shaming based on her political views and watched the work that she was in and just analyzed it for what it is and i think that there's a way that we could to, I don't know. Again, it's hard. We're all speaking without knowing what this movie is. Yeah, I guess I just is. don't know what this movie really yeah. is. I kind of yeah. was going through, like, I think when I first made the list of polarizing movies, it was really just looking at numbers and not even, like, what the movie was about. Um, but, yeah, it's a documentary, and I'll read the uh, synopsis so we can at least get, get a li- little idea um, on mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, movie info. <clears throat> A young bartender in the Bronx, a coal miner's daughter in West Virginia, a grieving mother in Nevada, and a registered nurse in Missouri build a movement of insurgent candidates to challenge powerful incumbents in in Congress. One of their races will become the most shocking political upsets in recent American history. Yeah, yeah. What's the... See, this is going to show... And when we do talk about this, it'll just show my lack of knowledge in politics as well. But what what is that group... What is the group that AOC is like in? What do they call them? They have like the, the spunky little name or something. <laughs> yeah, it's called the it's called the squad. The squad. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Is it a okay? Well, we'll find out next week. We don't have to talk too much about it before uh, we've seen it or anything. But uh, Brandon um, is is sending us into knock down the house, a documentary uh, territory. I think our first documentary um, as well. So, mm-hmm. right? We haven't done a documentary. Um, that is all for us here. If you consider Lion King, you son of a bitch, (laughs) you have this like NyQuil or DayQuil sort of energy humor about you, where you're just kind of like, you just do these little, little, little jabs, little jokes (laughs) that are just, they're, uh, they're, uh, subtle. I'm a little. Wait, why is there music playing? There's music playing. You guys are going to hear this. I don't know why, but music just started playing um, right when you just made that joke, too. So it kind of worked. And it was kind of some Steven Soderbergh music. That was weird. <laughs> um, but 
you you're the man brandini i thank you so much for uh hey. truck, trucking through uh a I, podcast and i thank you for putting putting up with my condition sorry i yeah i feel like i spaced out there was just one moment I'm where, a terrible I was like, guest. where i was like hey if there was three of us if we had a guest or something then is, but there was like we had a one-on-one situation where i was like saying something to you and you were your eye was like <laughs> looking somewhere else and i was like oh no he's gone <laughs> no i lost him. <laughs> this, is a, this is a one-on-one conversation and then i don't have i'm like i'm like <laughs> but uh you mcgregor isn't dr sleep i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> uh james uh dr sleep definitely's got a ewan mcgregor in it <laughs> i was like i was i was i was drowning and i was like throw me a line and you like high-fived me <laughs> <laughs> that meme or whatever yeah the channing tatum like, uh cast yeah uh-huh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i'm like yeah, what about channing tatum and that cast and then that's me like reaching out for the line and then the next part of that meme would you being like even McGregor is in Doctor Sleep <laughs> in the high five. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that one. <laughs> Anyways, I recommend seeing Doctor Sleep if you haven't seen that. I don't know. I, I enjoyed that. I need that's, to see that's it from now. the same guy Especially... that made uh, Midnight Mass because you like Midnight Mass so much. Oh my god! I need to. I forget his name, but he's he's excellent. Um, and that one, it's it's good. I like it. I like it. Oh yeah. Um, that'll do it for he- us here at Polarize, the podcast. Where you get all your polarized movie needs. Um, <laughs> if you need, if you need to reach us, you can find us at uh, polarized polarizedpod at gmail dot com. Polarizedpod on Twitch. Polarize the pod on Twitter. Yeah, right? yeah. Or what's no? I messed that up. Oh, it sounded like you fucking nailed it. I'm trying to remember which one has has the. Um, and I was blanking. Damn it. Okay, I'm going to say it again so everyone gets it. Polarize the pod at gmail.com. Polarize pod at Twitch. Polarize pod on Twitter. We got to fix this, but that's that's what it's at. Send us a line, request, um, ideas uh, for movies or, or anything else, um, problems, concerns, uh, complaints, criticisms, anything. Uh, the line is always open. Um, from ours to yours, we appreciate <laughs> you on this holiday season. We'll see you oh. next week for uh, Knock Down the House. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.